2: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
3: Hi, and welcome, everyone, to History Dweebs. I am Tim, and welcome to the show where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Our topic today is the uh, emperor, uh, the first emperor of the United States, Emperor Norton, Norton I., We're going to talk about his reign. Um, Those of you who follow history probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but we'll explain it as we go. In the meantime, let me introduce our panel. We are very happy today because we have a special guest, um, a very uh, popular member of our cast who shows up from time to time when he doesn't have anything else to do. And that is the very talented... Casey, how's it going, Casey?
4: Going good, Timmy. It's been a while, and you guys have made some updates in here. You guys are getting a little bit above your raisin on me. I don't know how, what to do with all these newfangled equipment yeah, that you, you we got, you got here. Interesting is that
2: we are doing this with our new sound equipment. This is our first Yes, thing. yes,
4: yes.
3: We finally got it to work. So, so I'm a little intimidated. I know it looks like like a real studio, doesn't
4: it? Yeah, not quite.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> but they're nice microphones. Um, so, Casey, yeah. what's been going on with you? Anything uh, interesting? You know, the women are, you know on the sh- uh, on our Facebook page all uh, uh, you know want to throw their panties at you and stuff. Feel uh, free throw throw, throw
4: away. Some
3: of the men on the page want to throw their <laughs> panties as well.
4: <laughs> they can keep those. <laughs> About, <laughs> we can keep those, Colonel. <laughs> Throw those brandies away.
5: Gross. No, well, we're, I don't <laughs> want soiled underwear.
4: <laughs> we well, well, clean ones. Well, <laughs> we're glad you're here, Casey. Good to be here. Good to be here. Uh,
3: we are also joined by Casey's older sister. Yeah, yeah much, much She's older. older. Much older. you got to be the old one yeah. in the family. Man. I, yeah. I am the
2: oldest child.
3: Eldest. Yeah. She's, She's not, the elder.
2: Really oldest, because okay. oldest is
3: always bossy. I'm the baby. Well, I and mean, she looks and older. the baby's
2: always a fucking baby.
3: So. And she looks older. Let's be fair. Baby, <laughs> she looks. The babies are yeah. a pimp. But you look lovely after your operation I might say.
5: After my operation.
3: <laughs> well no what I mean you,
2: you, look, you look You pal- ho- look <laughs> oh,
3: No I mean you look healthy. You look like you're recovering. You couldn't stand you the know, side
5: you of your face. you know what? You I'm look positive. better now. You know, you know who I was before? I did not get Remember get the little operate. girl that popped the blueberry gum and wally Walk in the chocolate factory? <laughs> who haven't had to be bored. Okay,
3: out. I do not even get that reference. But <laughs> How I would not say seen that? I saw it like when I was like eight. Jesus I hated surprise. that movie, which I know, was it scared you. like no, it didn't scare 60 me. It, was years it did scare you. It
5: did. You really
3: scared like of Willy Wonka? I was not scared of Willy Wonka. Really? Olympus
5: Loompas freaked him out.
3: Oh, they don't was like it, it Gene Wilder? They don't like it when you pick him up. They
5: don't. <laughs>
3: Mm-hmm. No, what I no. meant what I meant to say is that you're looking healthy and like you recovered and you're looking good. I and have
5: recovered. I'm back at work.
3: Yes, and we're so, glad we're glad of that. Wishing
5: day. I could be back at home.
3: <laughs> yeah do you, did you do did you do like naps during the day?
5: I did. I yeah. did nap and watch watch a little more Povich in okay. there. Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, you know, shop on the QVC a
5: little bit. So my day's pretty
4: complete. What level of candy? Crap your your you day like is pretty much to like to it is them. here. Yeah, well, Except not much yeah,
5: changed, but I can't, yeah, you I can't lay down. You don't, you don't have to kind of sit up and nap. Right. It's, it's kind of a bitch. need to
3: get you a cot in here or something. I do.
5: It would fit at this point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right,
3: with all the new equipment. All right, so let me introduce the uh, other member of our panel.
5: Uh, that's how I get introduced today. Here's oh, Casey's oldest sister. Oh, I'm sorry.
3: I, I didn't give like you a, a proper introduction. Am, the Queen of Mean, the Mistress of the Macabre, the Empress of Evil, pill Poppin', penis-loving, Brandy.
5: Thank you. Yes. I don't know, do we? i in Italy.
3: You're not here yet.
2: Oh. Do you even STFU? like penis? Do you even like penis? She played I've, softball. I think <laughs> you played
5: softball. I've know. been known to like a penis every now and again, sure. <laughs> it's
3: know. like pizza. You don't want it every day.
2: I know. <laughs> That's can eat pizza every day.
5: Val does.
3: But not penises. No, not penises. I'm not a big penis fan. Okay,
4: so Are
5: you a fan of your own, or is this, I, a, I, I'm, is this a whole other policy? I'm
4: partial to my own. <laughs> I'm partial to my own. I think every male likes their own penis. Yeah, keeps me company.
3: I, I would like to. House in- house. <laughs> I would like to introduce a man who is the moral compass of the show. Jesus Christ. Uh, a man who uh, uh, that explains uh, a
5: lot. <laughs>
3: Who is uh, a natural-born leader?
5: What the, hell? the very distinguished. Just do his, <laughs> do his introduction.
3: <laughs> the very distinguished and honorable uh, Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm.
2: I'm pretty good today, Timmy. I was like hawk pretty like good. the bird, or hawk like a loogie.
3: Uh, I say the second. Okay, Literally. whatever you say. I
2: had a, I had an uh, interesting thing. We, you know, we, I doubt it. We stay away from politics, but... That would be a And shocker. here you go right into it. No, it, it, this was just a peripheral event. Now, Renee, I went to, she likes this Chinese restaurant, so I went to pick up some shrimp fried rice. I'm already bored of this story. And, uh, and you know, I'm standing there talking, and the guy comes out to me, Tony. Who works there, but he's Chinese, he's Did you get
4: the cream of some young guy instead? And he says just
2: this, this crazy every time. Well he says to me, just crazy erection. Yeah,
3: uh, come I'm on. Like, yeah. Really?
2: What And he's like, this story's awful. I know it is.
3: Name. Okay. So, so that's so your I mean, that's your story?
2: Well, and then he just said it's to Making some ridiculous. This, this erection story. lasts way too wrong. They do. Yeah, so check. Hours, you get to the but this is not a story the that even happened. Yeah, he was talking about the
3: election. You need to get you some like sensitivity training or something. <laughs> have you been to sensitivity training before?
2: <laughs> I was valedictorian um, in my class. There was.
3: A sensitivity
4: training? There'd there'd been there was. Been Bullshit.
2: Uh, there was. Times that I've been scheduled for it, Timmy, oh. but I've had other things come up at the time. <laughs> and you know, that, that's. I, I have a theory <laughs> on that. Too. He had a clan rally <laughs> doing it. Rally, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> nope. There's and broadcast I I can the sensitivity training, to Timmy. Mm-hmm. Because here's what it comes down to, All right? All right. Ninety-five percent of the people in the world are assholes,
3: right? No, it I'm not going to agree with that. What
2: this
3: room is? 95 five percent of the people in this room are.
2: Yeah, would you at agree least seventy-five
3: percent?
4: Okay, let's, let's
2: go with ninety percent. Ninety percent of the people in the world just want to find something to be offended about.
4: So, I do agree with. I wouldn't even say ninety five percent of the world. Ninety five percent of social media, somebody's looking to get offended on social media.
2: So there's. Nothing you know, that, when you look yeah. at
4: comments on like social media,
3: or like on you know their comments on the news stories and things, mm-hmm. I, yeah, they're probably they're almost a hundred percent assholes. Yeah,
2: they want to be offended about something, so you have to know whether you're dealing with the five percent who are normal people or the five ninety five percent who just want to be offended. Now, the 95% who want to be offended, you can be as sensitive as you want. You're still going to offend them, so fuck them. And then the 5%, they're not going
4: to Are the 5% the people who listen to this show?
2: Yeah. We <laughs> have the five, our group
5: is the 5 percent, Timmy. These are life lessons. Okay.
3: Can we go on to the story now? You all right with that? Sure
2: story. I don't know. Is the story any, uh, even anything? Off? Off?
3: I don't know. Don't um, I don't know. I don't know. Brandy picked it out. So we're blaming her. I gave Brandy oh, two choices. Yeah, I okay. gave her two, I choices. Gave two choices. Two choices. I wasn't
5: she... attention to either one, so I just picked the one I heard on the tail end.
3: Yeah, uh, that one. Yeah, that's good.
5: Yep.
3: Okay, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to our uh, supporters on Patreon. Um, those include, we really appreciate um, your generosity, Brandy McKenzie, uh, Lise, L-I-S-E, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. Lise. Lise. Okay.
5: No, um, there's no Uh.
2: She is, is our, Are we talking about she's our
3: new is she no, is L I S E is our L-I-S-C? new sponsor. Yes. So thank hey. you very, very much. Um Leslie uh Haggard, Jahara, Alicia and Chip, Andrew Hap, Jennifer Siemens, Angelo Big Angelo, thank you very much. Bridget Clavy, thank you, Bridget, Cindy Lou. Uh we got Charlie, uh, of course from the Insight Podcast. Thank you, Charlie. And uh, Colonel's dog Rudy gave a buck. Cheap Rudy needs dog. A
4: job. Rudy yeah. Got a
2: job. Rudy's donating some of his hard-earned cash. He's, to work.
4: Work. he's All right, working. All right, we're not going to spend twenty minutes talking about Rudy just because he's going he to be working in the Trump administration.
5: Gives a Rudy is, as <laughs> an advisor. Oh, that's not shocking.
3: Okay, so uh, if you would like uh, to support podcast, uh, just go to Patreon.com/slash HistoryDweebs. You can sign up for uh, donate a little or a lot or corner. How much can I get?
2: Just a wee little bit, if you like. Yes. Don't do that. Just a wee little
3: bit. Okay, so Just a tip. we're going to jump. A a little 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 let's little talk about play a game called Just a Tip. Let's talk about Emperor Norton the First, shall we?
0: We shall. All right. We shall.
3: Uh, starting on September seventeenth, eighteen fifty nine. That was over 100 years ago. I'm so jealous
5: of this guy, by the way. <laughs> so jealous.
3: Yeah. Starting on September 17th, 1859, the United States was unofficially ruled by a man by the name of Joshua A. Norton. He was a uh, penniless San Francisco oddball who, I think uh, your
4: listeners, before we even get into this, I think your listeners need to draw parallels as they listen to this podcast <laughs> yeah. between this guy and the colonel. Okay, yeah, there, there's a, there, <laughs> there's some parallels that. here. You're, you're, that's a, <laughs> self-proclaimed.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think, I, I, yeah, I can see the, yeah, I see the connection. So Joshua A. Norton, uh, this uh, oddball who lived in San Francisco, in a fit of uh, lunacy declared himself the Emperor of the United States and the Protector of Mexico. So that's, a, that's, that's a big jealous. job. That's yeah, a big job.
5: You know, go big or go
3: home. Uh, amused, San Franciscans humored uh, Norton first delusions of grandeur, and over the next 20 years, he became a local celebrity, winning uh, the admiration of his subjects and tributes from the likes of Mark Twain and Robert, Robert Louis Stevenson. So we're going to talk about uh, Emperor Norton the uh, First. It is believed that Joshua Abraham Norton, kind of nice name, sounds very Joshy. Yeah, sounds very official. Joshua Abraham Norton was born around 1818 in London. That's an England, Colonel.
2: It's it's Robert
3: over was. by Lady Beverly, who we hope is doing well.
2: She is having surgery today, Tim. And we're she thinking has, about you, Lady Beverly.
3: Norton's uh, parents were John and Sarah Norton. They were English. They were Jewish. Uh, John was a farmer and a merchant. Sarah was the daughter of a successful uh, merchant. So, you know, they had some money. In 1820, the British government wanted to, um, wanted some of its citizens to move to South Africa and settle it for the empire, the crown. So Norton, when Norton was two years old, uh, his family uh, moved to South Africa uh, as part of this government-backed uh, scheme, colonialization scheme.
2: Timmy, have you ever read the book uh, Guns, Germs, and Steel? No. It, it, it's very interesting when uh, when you talk I doubt about it. colonialism. Mm-hmm. The reason that Europeans could not conquer Africa, mm-hmm. South Africa, It's too to hot. I'm going to tell you why. It's
5: too fucking hot. Malaria. Yeah, it's
2: still too well they had developed we had developed resistance because we were Europeans were the first ones to be herders and whatever, and they developed resistance to most viruses and things like that, but they had not developed resistance to malaria, so when they got to I find
4: it interesting what he finds interesting yeah
2: <laughs> I do not
3: <laughs> do you know why that there's less colonization than there used to be malaria. <laughs> no, malaria has pretty much been wiped out. Crabs. No. Um, Good guess. The creepy crawlers. Finally, countries got wise, the, the, the empires, British Empire, all the major uh, industrial countries, that it was costing them more money to have yeah. an empire than yeah. <laughs> what they were getting out of it. They were so. kind of
2: supporting their cousins there.
3: Yeah. So anyway, back to the story. So Norton, when he was two years old, his family moves to South Africa. Uh, John and Sarah and their three children, uh, which uh, Joshua was one, were just a handful of uh, Jewish settlers uh, of the 5,000 British uh, subjects who moved to Agola Bay in South Africa. And uh, John, Joshua's father, was uh, sort of the leader of the Jewish community. They were called the 1820 settlers and they were instrumental in the creation of Port Elizabeth in South Africa. In 1841... Uh, When Joshua was 23 years old, the family moved to Cape Town, South Africa. Norton started his own business, but in 18 months, he went bankrupt. Uh, He went to work uh, as a clerk in his father's shipping company. By 1848, his mother and his two brothers and father had died. Uh, So Joshua collected his father's estate worth, about, uh, at the time, about $40,000. So in 1848, that was a pretty good scratch. Um, In 1849...
2: 1848, it was how many dollars? 40000 He
3: was rolling in it. So he took his money, uh, being an adventurous soul, Norton decided to uh, move to California uh, in 1849. What was going on in 1849,
2: Colonel?
3: The gold rush. The gold rush, absolutely. And he moved there to uh, make his fortune. And uh, like a lot of people... You know, everyone assumes that people moved out there to, you know, to find gold, but a lot of people went out there to set up businesses to all the people, you know, for all the people who were uh, searching for gold. Brothels? Uh, uh Uh-huh, prostitutes, yes. I am a big fan of that. Norton (laughs) uh, uh, set up uh, a real estate business. uh And he became a merchant in the San Francisco area. Uh, This would include, uh, uh, he would own bars. Uh, There were prostitutes, blacksmiths, dry goods stores. So, you know, he was an aspiring young businessman. Uh, He did not waste his time to become established. Using the $40,000 that his father, uh, he inherited from his father, and Colonel's still trying to figure out how much that is in today's dollars, he bought a cottage in the city, and um, he had almost
2: his, one million dollars. Yeah, so it was
3: pretty good scratch. He had a he bought a ship, uh, and yes, he you, should. Uh, you know he he started his own business, got a crew, and you know he was uh, sh- gotten a shipping business because that was his father's business in South Africa. In 1851, there was a big fire, and his cottage was burned to the ground. So Norton relocated. Uh, to a very nice estate uh, in San Francisco he hobnobbed with uh, San Francisco's business and social elites he became a charter member of the local order of the Freemasons you gotta watch out for those Freemasons colonel
2: I don't trust the Freemasons,
3: My dad was a Freemason.
2: Hmm?
3: My dad was a Freemason. I don't really understand it. And They'll he, come break your house and not even tell
4: you yeah. about it. Yeah. He said he could get they him out for free. For free.
3: Yeah. He said he could get out of his uh, parking tickets, but I, I, I never knew what the... It was like all these... They're like these degrees that you get... Like, yeah, and all
2: the, if you go to Hamilton County and you look around, all the judges, the men... Yeah, the yeah, it's... yeah. So yeah. you can go in there. You can be charged with murder or whatnot. Flash out, flash out ring. Flash out ring.
3: Yeah, yeah. He tried to get me to join, but you know, it I seemed mean, uh, too complicated.
2: I, I chose the Illuminati instead. I know, Colonel. It's
3: yeah. a secret Yeah, okay. Well, we're glad that you know we have you on our podcast with your connections. <laughs> Talking about oddballs was a little who, backhanded, wasn't <laughs> right? I don't even think it
5: was backhanded. I
3: think it was four frontal. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, back to Norton. Uh, he acquired a lot of land in San Francisco. He opened up a cigar factory. A cigar factory? A factory. And uh, a rice mill. So, you know, he's he, he's looking pretty good right now. He's diversified. Um, he purchased a lots uh, on a place called Recomb Point. I don't know where that is, but it was very valuable. And that's where he set up the Pacific Mail Steamship Company. Uh, and he built a passenger terminal and a warehouse nearby. So, you know, he's. He's got going on there. He became a little bit of a tycoon there in San Francisco. So
5: we're, about, we're still talking about old boy's dad, right?
3: No, no, no. This is Joshua. His dad's dead. Oh, dead. oh, dad's
5: dead. oh
4: well. Okay. This is Norton. So, wait, he, that's where he got the $40,000.
3: Yeah, yeah. His oh, dad so dies, so now he he comes to San Francisco. and He's making an name for us. Catch something. up here. I
5: was um, distracted. Man, angry, um,
3: so uh, Joshua Norton became a San Francisco real estate tycoon. You know, by 1852, he had assets estimated at the time of about $5.5 million. Dang. And he saw the opportunity to make more. China was the main supplier of uh, rice to California uh, until uh, a famine in China cut off all shipments. Because the price of, uh, because of the, you know, that there was a, not enough supply, the demand went up, and so did the price, to $0.04 cents per pound uh, to $0.36 cents per pound. That's, that's I'm telling you. You got. You want your rice? You're gonna you pay for it. San
2: Francisco country, Jimmy. I we've
3: got know. Cheap. At the uh, so you know he was in line to make some money, right? So uh, at the Merchants Exchange, where commodities were bought, sold, and traded, uh, the agent uh, who owned a ship called the Glide in the harbor had two hundred thousand pounds of rice from Peru.
2: So, rice.
3: so fancy. they pick, they go up to Norton, they said, let's make you a deal. You can buy the, our rice at 12.5 cents per pound, or $25,000 for the whole shipload, and you're going to make a killing, right? A 200% profit. So, on December 22nd, 1852, Norton, uh he buys the rice, uh... And the next day, a ship approved, Peruvian rice sells into San Francisco, but followed by many more ships in less than two re- weeks. Uh, the rice on these ships were far superior quality than it was on the ship, the Glide, and the price of rice tanked to three cents a pound. Oh. So poor Joshua loses Took his ass.
4: Yes, he did.
3: Took a bath on rice. And Casey is going to tell you what happens next. Oh, goody.
4: Well, Norton tried to nullify the contract on the grounds that he was misled by Willie. Willie, that the rice on the cl- on the Glide was inferior to the sample that he had been shown. Uh, the Glide's owner sued Norton for payment of the twenty three thousand dollars that was due. Now, wait a minute. I got a question. This isn't that big of a deal. He took a loss. It should be. He had like four point five million dollars. Right. This is just okay. okay so, this is just a, the start of his spiral. Oh, okay, but right. exactly.
3: you know, well, he, well,
5: he wasn't emperor at
3: the time. He wasn't emperor at the time. But you know, you know, that's that's the risky dude you doing business. Yeah. yeah. You, you gotta
2: can't watch, watch them. with those
3: Peruvians. You gotta watch. No, they not be nice. I have Peruvian rice. friends. No,
2: are you have a blood relative from the Peruvian
3: i slept with Peruvians before. That's not the same. <laughs> Did you eat their rice? <laughs> I've never touched No, but they've got a drink down there called Pico. It's a whiskey, it's like a whiskey sour. I had sour. a little double entendre going oh, there. Oh, I got it. It was gross. <laughs> You've had a Pico before?
5: No, I was talking to Casey. Oh, i
3: okay. your Pico? No, I was just saying they have a whiskey oh. sour down there called Pico. It's really delicious.
2: Sweet. That's it?
5: Yeah. <laughs> Does that do with rice?
2: That's I didn't it. have rice. And you wanted to criticize my input on the, on the, on the malaria thing and about Actually,
4: here. I criticized that. That was Casey. Oh, okay. So anyway, all right. So for the next two and a half years, they battled in court, racking up enorm- enormous nah. legal bills. Nah, and I see, in, you just you might as well just take you the loss. Yeah. In 1855, the court ruled <laughs> for the Glides' owners. Uh, by this time, the gold rush was over, and the flow of gold dust had become had whittled down to a tinkle, trickle. Sorry, a tinkle could have It just tinkled. My, tr- my tinkle's just trickling. Uh, there was. Uh, what is this word? Glut? A glut. Um, a yeah. glut. What yeah. does that mean? A
5: glut means a lot.
4: Okay. There was a glut of everything in San Francisco. Pri- prices yeah. crashed, cargoes rotted on the pier,
2: ship, where? Uh, Warvies?
4: <laughs> they owned, this say, the, the of ships. Okay, on the ships. Uh, Why are you trying to get fancy over here with big words? I didn't
2: price the shit. Yeah.
4: The real estate market collapsed. Businesses were closing. Banks were failing. Right. bankruptcy was common. Yeah, so there was an economic downturn.
2: And we should say that while we do have recording equipment, our printer is a little bit sketchy. Yes. <laughs> so sometimes you gotta guess. Is it, well, well, instead of instead of instead of,
4: instead of the word ships, we have W H A R V E S.
5: Warves.
4: I've never heard of Warveys. Nobody has. Okay. So we could have just used ships, right? Yeah., okay. Casey, I'm always glad to see you. No problem. Boats, ships. Cargo vessels? anything. San Francisco herself. San Francisco herself was near ruin, and by this time so was Norton.: So he had some hard time. He's on hard times. Now. The bank foreclosed on his North Beach and Fisherman's Wharf properties. He had to sell his businesses and properties on the Sansom and Jackson at a huge loss. Then he was accused of embezzling funds from a client. Uh, all he had left was his Rincon Point properties to use as collateral for a loan to settle uh, the lawsuit with the Glide. Norton was no longer invited to the social parties. And with the business elites, so he's becoming out. Yes, he's been ostracized. Funny how that happens. His membership in the Freemasons was canceled due to failure to pay bills.
3: I didn't know they could cancel your membership in the Freemasons. You got to
4: pay your dues. No,
2: you You got to pay your dues. You don't have to pay your
3: dues. I want to to. join the Shriners, they weren't the driving around with the little bikes. They do. They have the little go-karts. They They got got ass ass.
2: houses. Yeah, but no, if you file bankruptcy, the the Masons can kick you out. Really. Yeah, the Masons are very Well, this says it's elitist. for failure
4: to pay dues. So, yeah. evidently, there's a do. No,
2: pay bills, though. If you don't pay your bills all the time, Masons can kick you. They're a very peculiar group. Well,
4: they have high standards. They take your
3: ring back? Huh? They take your ring back?
2: They chop your damn finger off, didn't
4: they? Damn. He went from living in the finest hotels to run-down boarding houses
2: um, with uh, the working
4: class. Poor Norton. On August 25th, 1856. Whose birthday is August 25th?
5: Our, I don't our mother's. Yes, you're right. Oh. Does uh, she listen to this program?
4: No, no. No. And we don't need her to, in really. Ever. She
3: keeps threatening
4: to. A brief notice appeared in the bulletin news. She'll find out your penis loving if she does.
3: <laughs> oh, she already knows that. I think that'll come to a shock.
4: It might have been. The, Probably comes a shock today <laughs> <actually as well. laughs> it might be that Actually, it might be the lesbian softball days softball that really days. surprises and it. Well, it's...
5: We got a
2: it would surprise me too group on our page well page. here's the thing you know so
4: let me, let me say I'm you gotta
3: admit I'm not as creepy as I used to be right would you admit that I
2: won't I'm hey.
3: slow I'm slowing down in my creepiness right hey. Hey. normally hey. I would hey. be hey. well normally I would probably be hitting on our listeners but I, I'm not I'm old I'm, I'm beyond that.
5: You, you know, but stats. we've got
3: some lesbian players on our on our uh page. They are players. I, they're, players. they're
5: players. Don't hate the player. No, no, they no. Can. I don't hate I
3: I would admire it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Angie buddy, she's she's a player.
2: Oh, she's she balled to the wall.
3: Yeah. I, I sit there and I just read in admiration. mm mm-hmm. Damn.
4: Good. Girls Adma- Admiration and imagination Man. goes wild. Though. If I had a vagina, I'd be fucking kicking ass.
2: If I had a vagina, I would never leave that. That's how I'd make my living. With that's your vagina? A, with
3: my vagina. So I'd definitely be a so lesbian. He'd be a whore. Yeah, he'd be a whore. I'd oh, be a he'd, lesbian. He'd
4: fuck everything that walked. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, mean, I see. You didn't even, if you can crawl, then if you got to $22, <laughs> you go in. $22.
5: Wow. Um, yeah. So you're you're a daytime whore. You're a daytime whore. I'm a high class
3: escort.
5: Cool. Yeah. No, no, not at $22. You are not.
4: It's Craigslist. Oh, does it yeah.
5: cost more than it's a that? fat page? <laughs> <laughs> really? I wonder how much it I,
4: What does I pussy go, really go really for
3: these <laughs> days? $325, but I, I'm just guessing. For,
2: for Continue. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you think the, the election had anything to do with the cost of this? Because, I mean, it affects the stock market and futures and whatnot. So. Oh,
3: pussy is always high. <laughs> You're always going to pay for that. But, I mean, I mean you, could, you, you, I mean, you could have you could have people starving. You could have people starving for rice. Pussy is still going to be more more valuable.
2: Well, and, and how was the Peruvian
3: punta? Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, I only had it once. It was fabulous. <laughs>
2: okay. Better
3: than
4: the proof. Was it, yeah, was it a delicacy? Did you have to pay more than the $325? No, no, I didn't pay. No,
3: I didn't pay. Okay. It, <laughs> well, I mean, I paid for the trip down there, but I mean, I didn't actually. was
5: thing wasn't a transaction. not want to be as a daytime hooker. So... But
3: and you don't want to be a daytime stripper either, because no, nobody no. you, comes in for
5: the buffet. If
3: you're in there at five <laughs> o'clock, you you don't want to go to a strip club before five o'clock because <laughs> it's not good. That have no I buffet, had a friend. I have a friend who would eat at the strip club buffet, and I'm like, how can you eat that gross shit? <laughs> I bet it's good. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. wouldn't to try I it. Bet it's good. I wouldn't want to.
5: You should ask some of the ladies that hang out, hang around out back. What they charge if the elections?
3: Well, see, they're not your real vaginas, though.
2: Yeah, most of them are women men dressed up like women. Well, ask me if the price numbers gone She really?
4: males. Yeah, ask and I,
2: I, you know, I never understood that. And I used to go out back here and smoke, and and one I met um, Jane Jnee. That was her name. jay working name. nee Uh, Yeah. Real name was Robbie. Should I say it slower? Um, Okay. No, not like Janie. J-N-E. Like two different words. J-N-E. Dash. Okay. How valuable is this story?
3: Because we've spent about five minutes on it so far.
2: Because I asked, finally I asked. I was like, Robbie, because I always call him Robbie. I was like, you know, I don't get it. For life of me, I can't figure this out here. You're a man. You're dressed like a woman. People are picking you up. Okay, whatever. But do do they want a man? Do they want a woman? What is it? And he looked at me and he said, Honey, I get in the car, we pull around the corner. As long as they can look at the back of my head and
3: think I'm a woman, that's all they need. Yeah. Trannies tra- tra- are real popular in Thailand. They got a whole market dedicated for guys. I mean, they come all over the world just for trannies. But
5: you should ask, if, see if the price of a Hummer's gone up. Because then that would.
3: Well, it's more $22. That would, unless you're take- like going like unless crack. Unless you're daytime. Yeah, unless you got cracked crack
5: well, at daytime, yeah, yeah, anything before. Daytime head. Daytime, yeah.
4: So, Joshua, poor old Joshua Norton here. Yeah, getting, let's go back, back to the getting story. Getting back to the story. Thank you, Casey. Filed a petition you, for the benefit <laughs> of, of the insolvency law. Liabilities, uh, $55,000, assets stated at $15,000, and uncertain values. So, poor boy's broke now. Yep. Yeah. All right. In 1857 and 1858 the name his name appeared on occasion in the Daily Alta in advertisements as a commission commission agent brokering sales of barley coffee and linseed oil. Ooh. The city directory showed that by 1858, he was living at 255 Kearney Street, a boarding house of the working class that would not have been the home of a successful businessman or training.
5: Kearney Street?
4: So he kind of, he's kind of dropped. Yeah, Kearney well, Street. Once you live
5: on Kearney Street, mm-hmm. you know.
4: Well, I bet he was a giant I there. I don't yeah. know where Kearney Now working, now no longer seen viewed as a real estate tycoon, Norton was just another victim of the turbulent U.S. economy. Norton declared bankruptcy and fell off the mat for several years. It was during this time he began to focus on the U.S. political process. He began to doubt the effectiveness of a U.S. democracy. Yeah, because this is a guy who grew, up grew up under... Who is he? But this is a guy grew up under... under. I have my hand up,
2: listeners. And you know, I, 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 nope. I bit my tongue, t- Casey. Don't do it. When we was talking about the price of pussy... I said, you know what? It's about to drop because the whole country about to get fucked for free.
4: Yeah, come, come on now. I held my tongue. Come on now. Held
2: my tongue, Casey.
4: Come on
0: now.
3: I learned my lesson over the weekend. I I got it, man, I got I opened up a can of worms over the weekend on my Facebook page that you know. I
2: had to go calm I had to go calm ruffled feathers on a Timmy was giving people well, all row. Well
3: not on our page, because I, I don't I feel bad for those folks who I friended from our page because, you know, they, they didn't but you know, people who know me all my life, they they act shocked. I don't know why they act shocked for because, you know, I'm me, I'm who I am.
2: See I never feel bad because I don't I don't send friend requests. Yeah. So I don't really either people that... Uh, well, well, I do some from from the page. But I figure you know what? You, get you what ask you, for get. It. you come on to my well, page, yeah, I for
3: agree from my I mean Like some people who I've known all my life, were like, was shocked that I had something negative to say about our current president-elect. And like, really, you're shocked
4: about that? I think everybody just needs to calm down. It'll be all right. So anyway, Norton felt the U.S. political system. Makes you think people won't be calling. Norton felt the U.S. political Back system was corrupt and Let's could never survive. Norton. I want yeah. an Emperor Norton. I don't care who won
2: the damn election. I, just I still Emperor was Norton.
4: not going to be called. Oh, oh, yeah. You can be riled up. Yeah. but Just, hey, you're mad. No at I was going to be protesting. But you
2: know what I'm happy about? Right. Uh, was it wasn't
3: that goddamn Ted Cruz. Well... <laughs> Ted Cruz is kind of fucked now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm just happy now.
5: Doesn't he look like the guy from, was it the Munsters that was the Grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think he looks like Grandpa from the Munsters? You know. And Paul Ryan looks does. like Eddie Munster. Yeah, he does a lot.
3: Yeah. Someone what's needs that to that sit head? down and have yeah. a, head, a heart-to-heart with Ted Cruz and tell him he's never going to be president. Now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think, who's the guy from Texas, what's his name? Uh, oh, God. Um, um, oh, shit. Perry. Perry. All right, Perry. Perry. I think so much, right. because you know he can be running in 2020. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Got the I think he's again. his name. He's gonna. Have, I think he might be in the administration.
4: He's yeah. He's, they're talking about him getting mm-hmm. something in the cabinet position. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, it's in a cabinet position
3: that he remembers the name. of.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or that he doesn't want to eliminate. Yeah. Them. Or he just gets locked <laughs> in. No,
3: cabinet. one that he does want to eliminate. That would be even better. <laughs> I want to be the. I want to be the head of
2: the. What was it? He went education department.
4: I see. There's three of them. I know. Don't yeah, tell me.
2: Necessary. Don't tell me. I'm gonna get rid of three of them.
4: Hold on. So being locked in this room with. Uh, The three, the three uh, Democrats here. I'm going to try to get back to the story. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Casey. For the next few years, Norton tried to forget about his business failures and focused on reforming the American political system.
5: Failed. He
4: failed miserably. Well, now, come
3: on. On all all fairness, you know, he did the best he could.
2: (laughs) No, he didn't. He took $40 million.
4: (laughs) All right, continue. Now
3: he's He's got nothing. The 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 poor guy has nothing. I'd say he
4: failed pretty damn miserably. To Norton, America's Republican form of government was one of inefficiency, corruption, and self-interest. How could America be an empire (laughs) if its leaders were elected?
3: Yeah, he wanted a more, you know, he wanted a monarchy. He
4: wanted a monarch.
3: You can't blame him for that.
4: He admired the English monarchy, the British Empire, and in 1852 he oh, you casually. You get a queen. You get a, they have weddings. You get a big. It's a big deal. They have babies.
5: Hats. They wear, hats. Yeah, they, they wear there's
4: castles.
3: Hats. There's castles. There's <laughs> all that shit going on. In
4: 1852, he casually remarked to a friend, "If I were Emperor of the United States, you would see great changes affected, and everything oh. would be." Harmoniously, I
2: mean, it'd be great. It'd be
5: wonderful. It'd be the best place. You know, if he I once, again, like, time, was going to make America Norton great again, it
4: would seem at the time Norton had a point. Political structures, both locally and nationally, were coming apart I, at the seams. Like,
3: yeah, you were going into civil war. I 18, guess it probably was, in
4: 1852, everything was not going harmoniously. <laughs> California was caught up in the great debate over slavery that would lead to the nation's <laughs> darkest hour, the Civil War. In fiery, in a fiery speech in San, Sacramento attacking abolitionists, California State Supreme Court Justice David Terry denounced and ridiculed United States Senator David Broderick, political boss of San Francisco. Broderick, Broderick was outraged and called, Terry's, and called Terry the damned miserable wrench. Did
5: he do it on
4: Twitter? Which outraged Terry. I think That's very unfair. Twitter.
2: They did it by Telegraph. By <laughs> Which is like Twitter.
4: <laughs> Listeners, I will continue to keep reading. You can
2: insult uh, people, but you had to wait like a day for the response. You're a dick.
5: Stop.
4: In California's last formal duel, Terry shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was a formal. That it was, was a formal duel. <laughs> <laughs> <a big> <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Terry
3: shot Broderick dead. Uh, good. But I don't know which one who, who, who's the which one was the uh, guy from San Francisco I like the political
4: boss. Uh Broderick was the the political one. he's the boss. one who got killed yeah fuck yeah. I had a
2: comment
4: Oh, a formal awesome, duel. That's what I like well, that's
5: about it. That's when you actually have the gloves and can slap somebody. I was going
4: to say, a formal duel. Does that mean like they all had tuxedos on? Yeah. Uh-huh.
5: I don't think that's yeah. a drive-by.
4: You, you, you can't gosh. wear jeans. Yeah. yeah. There
5: was yeah. an announcer. Yeah. It was <laughs> like golf in this corner. With a shooter it's like the reflection. Broderick,
4: Broderick is taking five steps to yeah. the left.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's Terry it's like is taking the Russian roulette
3: championships. <laughs> I'm saying if you shoot if, if you fire and miss, Step I'm right. not fucking standing there letting a the guy take a pop shot at me. You know what I mean? I'm fucking running. Zigzagging.
4: Think... <laughs> that would be an informal dose.
3: <laughs> are you gonna stand there and let you know if you miss? Are you gonna stand there and let the guy take the the free... I think we should bring him back. Formal
5: or informal? Um, informal. Well, because I'm pretty sure they have informal duels down here all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh,
4: it's pretty true. You got lunchtime sometimes. Yeah,
2: okay, informal. You know
4: the liberals would all die though because they don't they don't like guns.
2: See, now that's that's well, not true. that's packing heat now.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so am I. Yeah, I mean, Uh-oh.
2: uh
4: oh, we're, <laughs> we're dueling.
2: We're Somebody's dueling. Somebody's got to slap somebody first.
3: Well, here's the thing: if you get to <laughs> choose your <laughs> weapons, I'm I'm want huh? I want an AK-47. I <laughs> <You> want an AK-47.
5: Bazooka.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
4: An RPG. (laughs) An RPG. RPG. I I, I might take a little bit of time. (laughs) Rocket-powered grenade. You take take this thirty-eight, and I'm going
2: to use this flamethrower. Yeah.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Or a grenade, and I'll get about 500 feet away.
5: Excellent. Sounds like a
4: great idea. Oh, Lord. Okay, so anyway, on September 17th, 1859, a polite man climbed the stairs of 517 Clay Street to the office of the San Francisco Bulletin Newspaper. He was a polite man. That's what the script says. Yeah, Joshua's very polite. George Finch, editor of the Bulletin, was sitting at his desk when a man he described as neatly dressed and serious looking handed him a piece of paper. The next morning, Fitch ran a headline, Have have We an Emperor Among Us, and printed the following proclamation. So this
5: guy's fault.
4: This is a proclamation. All right, and this is the proclamation. And, and, and I'm going and and to. Please, a, and silence, it's a, please. Show some respect. And it's a quote, so I'm going to need to do this uninterrupted. Yeah, quote, unquote. It's be, okay. Please be respectful. Quote At the preemptory request of a large majority of the citizens of these United States, I, Joshua Norton, formerly of Al Gore Bay, Cape of Good Hope, and now for the last nine years and ten months, past of san francisco california declare a proclamation myself the emperor of these united states and in virtue of the authority thereby invested invested do hereby order and direct the representatives of the different states of the union to assemble in musical hall of this city on the first day of february next then and there to make such alterations in the existing laws of the union as may Ameliorate the evils under which the country is laboring, and therefore cause confidence to exist, both at home and abroad, in our stability and integrity. Unquote. It was
5: alone. it was
4: signed Norton, one Emperor of the United States. So there's a pretty good parallel to the Colonel over here who has de- designated so himself.
2: I uh, I believe that I
5: should I, be pro- I proclaim this whole office of sovereign country yeah. before and I was told we had to have nuclear weapons and I don't think that's true I think that's crock shit
3: okay what happens next Brandy well I'm
2: going to tell you thank
3: you whatever. you know who probably knows this story is Stephanie Quick because she's out there in San Francisco Bay Area
2: yes she might
5: now, you know that's the home of so, Emperor Lee the that is true of Emperor Norton the first had begun yay thank you Jesus less than a month later on October 12th the bulletin published his next proclamation under an excited headline Another declaration from... Now he's a czar. Czar Norton. Congress is abolished.
4: God, thank God. He's just taking shit into his own hands.
5: Well, sometimes you just got to. Sometimes you got to.
4: to As an emperor, you you can. Yeah, Uh, emperor, you, you got a lot of leeway.
5: Yeah, well, take notice. The world, his imperial majesty Norton I, has issued the following edict, which he desires the bulletin to spread to the world. Let her rip. I think that last little line was unprofessional.
4: Well, you know, he's caught up in the moment. Yes. Did he rhyme that with tater chip? Let her rip, tater chip.
5: No, no, just let her rip. So so here's the declaration. It is represented to us that the universal suffrage, as now existing throughout the Union, is abused. That fraud and corruption prevent a fair and proper expression of the public voice. It's rigged. That open... (laughs) <laughs> that open violation of laws are con- constantly occurring, caused by mobs, parties, factions. I,
4: I didn't traffic in emails. Celebratory, <laughs>
5: gunshots, whatever. Okay, uh, an undue influence of the political sex that no citizen, women.
4: What do you? What's your opinion on political sex? On, on political, political sex? Yeah. I'm all for all types
3: of sex. I I, I I haven't really, you know, I haven't thought about See,
2: it. I'm not. I'm I'm used I'm to uh, interbreeding of the pilot party stemming.
4: You know what's you know what's crazy? You know James Carville.
2: Uh, yeah,
4: his uh, wife.
2: Matlin?
4: Yes. Yeah. It was a, It was. Fort was, Ford was in Bush's profe- cabinet.
3: They're professionals, though. They they just do that stuff at work, and they come home. You, can, you can talk about other stuff.
5: You know, it's like a praying manna, though. For real, you,
3: you know, can talk. She ain't no beauty.
5: She isn't right on. I, about you
4: guess. know what, though? As much as I follow politics, and me and my yeah. sister have had knockdown dragouts. But if my wife, I couldn't, I couldn't marry a liberal. Like I'm a conservative. There's <laughs> no way I could marry a liberal.
3: She, I think she's left the Republican Party now.
4: She's a Libertarian
3: now. Yeah, she is. She's Ron Swanson. <laughs> yeah. Is she left? Yeah. Is she yeah. she left? Yeah, she left. She
4: was in Bush, what, W's yeah. cabinet, yeah, was she, she works
3: she was uh, assistant of uh, Dick Cheney. Yes. And then, uh, but sh- during this cycle, when, she left. Uh, when Trump got nominated, she switched over to the Libertarian. Okay. So, so the
5: undue influence of political sex. James
3: Carville always looks like he's in pain when he's the talking. The skull. Looks, I call him the skull.
2: The one thing he's got to say about, about the guy, he he's funny. He can say some funny
3: stuff. He does. It, oh, I loved when he put his uh, the the basket, the waste basket over his head. Mm-hmm. I think it was yeah. like, I must have 2010 maybe the Tea I don't Party. Remember that one. I mean, yeah, it was funny. Uh, anyway, continue with Norton the I'm first. Continue on about political this, sex. Yeah, political yeah,
5: I'm sex. This this is the declaration he's spreading uh, that the citizen <clears throat> has not that protection of person and property which he is entitled to by paying his pro rata. ...of the expense of government, in consequence of which we do hereby abolish Congress, and it is therefore abolished, because that's how it works. Now, when he says we, I don't know...
3: It's a collective we, I think.
5: (laughs) There are a lot of words here that don't make a ton of sense.
3: The guy's bat-shit crazy.
5: (laughs) And we order and desire the representatives of all parties interested to appear at the musical hall of this city on the 1st February next... And then and there, take the most effective steps to remedy the evil complained of. So he's calling everybody out to come to Music Hall. And For the second gonna, time. We're going to... Let's get it on. They're going to have some informal duels. All right. Or O-duels, whatever. So two weeks later... Do they still make O-duels? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really?
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, if you want to drink beer,
4: we you just drink beer?
3: I, because there are alcoholics.
4: Well, I know that. What if, I mean, what I if mean, a woman's pregnant and wants a beer? Drink well, I just dollar.
3: don't like the I just don't like the taste of beer, that's what no, I'm saying. So I, I just drink if I drink one way,
2: would you might as well just drink whiskey and moonshine? Sure. Well smoke the I drink. thought
3: you were gonna say if a woman's pregnant, why would why not just not have sex? She already said.
2: So two weeks later oh, pregnant woman sex is the best car. Okay.
3: I didn't like it. See, I never had the I didn't honor I didn't like, like it. it.
5: Okay. <laughs> Two weeks later, Norton abolished the California Supreme Court for a perceived slight to His Majesty. You don't fuck with him. No yeah. <laughs>
3: You're out of here.
5: He FDR'd him. Uh, Norton,
3: <laughs>
5: Norton then learned Virginia Governor Harry A. Wise had sent radical abolitionist John Brown to the gallows for his attack on, federal, on the federal arsenal at Harper's Ferry. Norton didn't approve of Brown's actions, but he stated that said Brown was insane. (laughs) That's the pot. Uh, And that he ought to have been sent to the insane asylum for capturing the state of Virginia with 17 men. so, Norton fired Governor Wise and replaced him with John C. Breckinridge of Kentucky.
3: You guys know the story of Breckinridge? Who was
5: otherwise occupied with the job of President of the United <laughs> no, States. No, Vice President. Uh, Vice, Vice President, president. sorry. Yeah, he was a Vice
3: President and never lived in the White House. Yeah.
5: Well, you know.
3: Yeah. yeah, he just went home. He got like the <laughs> nice phrases from down Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. from down your way, Casey. Yeah, I don't, I've he not heard just, that story. He just, uh, yeah. He well, never, said, Fuck it, man. Whatever. Yeah. He who was he up. the VP to? Uh, Buchanan, I, I think. Say, he yeah. didn't like that fancy-ass
2: place where you had uh, shoes. And... Couldn't spit on the floor. And he, he, ends,
3: up, he ends up becoming a general for the Confederacy. He, he's, well, he's vice president, and then yeah. war breaks out, he goes south. <laughs> he
2: goes south, <laughs>
3: yeah. <Does laughs> and he, then he's a traitor. And then he's like,
2: yes.
5: He he clearly he's governor of Virginia at this point.
3: Well, but no. It, not just vice president yeah, of the United yeah.
5: States. He's <laughs> wearing many hats.
3: He was appointed. Yeah. 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 We'll do a podcast on him one day. He's a funny in the first
5: you. week of 1860, Congress convened in Washington in clear violation of Norton's edict of November 12th. What the fuck are they, what the they doing? What
4: are they thinking? I don't know, Peter. I don't know.
5: Norton Who's ordered he got General enforcing
4: calls? these laws?
5: Well, <laughs> here we go. Norton ordered General Winfield Scott, commander in chief of the armies, to clear the hall of Congress. Well, so he sending this guy in here. Yeah. Now Winfield Scott was nobody to the trade. Yeah, by this Scott. time he was. He was kind of busy. I think we were related. We were related to him. Yeah, somehow I'm sure we were. Who? Winfield Scott.
4: Sounds good. Sounds
5: good to me. General Scott had been. Oh, good old Winfield. You remember Uncle Winnie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> General Scott had been commander of the Army. So he always
4: got his head stuck in the honey. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. I remember him.
5: Yeah, he around with that stupid pig. Yep. I
4: always wanted you to pull his finger.
5: Yeah, weirdo. <laughs> had butterscotch this all the time. Uh, General Scott had been commander of the armies 15 years earlier in the Mexican-American Wars. A little late. So, well, he's now 74. <laughs> and not in Washington, D.C., but in the Washington Territory, which is different, Yeah. for those of you who don't know. Uh, but he was he cross-country. But he was in the Washington Territory negotiating with Canada... Over ownership of the islands off the coast near the border. Yeah,
3: so he was in really no position
4: to enforce Emperor Norton's uh, decree. I'll get to him when I get a chance, Norton. (laughs) Chill
2: out. Did this Emperor decree that we build a wall between us and Canada? (laughs) Not yet. Okay. No, I think Canada wants that right now. Canadians
5: keep sneaking over the border. We gotta do something. Dude, Canada wants that wall right now. (laughs) They're gonna make us pay for it. (laughs) Uh, Having twice called for a meeting on February 1st, of the interested parties at Platt's Music Hall, Norton was frustrated when the hall burned to the ground just a few <laughs> days earlier. <laughs> Son of a it's bitch!
3: Man, yeah, that's a bad break.
5: <laughs> All right, so that's Norton why we he, can't have anything nice. Uh, he's now. getting resistance
3: everywhere he turns.
5: Norton rescheduled like general. the meeting, which I think is proven. He rescheduled <laughs> the meeting. Um, he rescheduled the meeting for February 5th at the Assembly Hall at Kearney and Post Streets. I've been there. The bulletin, sensing a great story, urged folks to get there early for a good seat. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps seriously, is this
4: newspaper like the Enquirer or something? Like
5: it. Well, yeah. what it was that you know, it's back insane. in the
3: day, they, the, the, the cities had multiple newspapers, so they were always trying to outdo each other with their sensationalism. So,
5: Jesus. so perhaps seriously, perhaps in jest, the bulletin wrote: take a chair, a blanket or two, an umbrella, a pile of sandwiches, a bottle of something. Be ready when the time comes for the squeeze. Wednesday is going to be a great day for California. But when Emperor Norton arrived at the assembly hall, the doors were locked. The hall dark, and not a soul was there. Aww.
4: Emperor can't even fucking get in. When, when, you, when you think, know, when you, you feel kind of bad for him that's a little a pretty bit.
2: Pretty poor
5: treatment of Emperor. It, yeah, it is. You should talk to somebody about that. Yeah. The bulletin did publish Norton's entire prepared speech, talking about the problems that faced the nation. Part of which said, taking all of these circumstances into consideration and the internal dissensions on slavery, we are certain that nothing will save the nation from utter ruin except an absolute monarchy under the supervision and authority of an independent emperor. And he's got just the guy for the job. No. So, in July of 1860, (laughs) Norton ordered the Republic of the United States to be dissolved for an absolute monarchy. In 1869, he abolished the Democrats and, and Democratic and Republican parties. Oh,
3: I'm all for that.
5: Yeah, yes. Um, as early as 1861, Norton Norton's legend was growing. I don't know how it couldn't. <laughs> Norton the First, a play, debuted on San, on a San Francisco page stage. <laughs> Let me try that again. Norton the First, a play, debuted on a San Francisco stage. While he probably would not have wanted to attend that play. One of the best seats at the theater was always reserved on opening night for Norton. Playgoers apl- applauded, and the orchestra played a fanfare upon his arrival. Escorted to,
4: it now to he's finally getting treated like an emperor.
3: BIP. He's got VIP seating. Yeah. yeah, people, the locals, knowing they're starting to treat mm-hmm. him. Uh, he
2: walked around dressed like Mister Peanut. <laughs> Had a little monocle, top hat. Wouldn't you? Came. And then how you dress? Well, that is how I dress. There on you know. the but
3: you're right. The the folks are kind of playing along with it now.
5: Yeah. Um, uh, let's see, when Napoleon III, nephew of the first Napoleon, invaded me- invaded Mexico in 1863, the emperor added a new title, Protector of Mexico. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, he, he's taking on too much. His plate is
3: really full. It
2: really is. That one always confused me, because they had to go a long way around to get to Mexico. Yeah. 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 When Napoleon they decided to do that.
5: There's no evidence that Norton ever actually stepped
2: foot in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> but he wore a safety pin. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah. He wore his the Mexican
4: little Mexican flag. His little
2: Mexican flag. Well, he wore his hat. Yeah. hat his hat was a safety
1: it
3: would just, yeah. And if they had a wall at the time, that would have been make things much more complicated. <laughs> it, oh, yeah.
2: He would have
5: had to climb it, yeah.
2: it would have had to
3: protect
5: them. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Norton once again became a popular figure in the city. People look forward to learning about and discussing his latest proclamations. Polit- Politicians courted him to show him disrespect would be to lose votes. Goddamn yeah. right it was. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, yes, yeah, so everyone's playing along with this guy.
5: Jeez. Everybody loves him. That's yeah. right. In 1867, policeman Armand Barbier... Barbier... Made the mistake of arresting Norton for vagrancy. Motherfucker can't do that. An emperor with a f not wearing his cloak or his crown because you know what? You can't have that little thing with leaves of of
2: leaves. Can you you
4: see Norton in the back of the cop car going, Do you know who I am? (laughs) I know people.
2: I'll have your badge.
4: (laughs) I'll have your badge, that's right.
2: I'm I'm gonna banish you. I pay
4: I pay your salary. (laughs) Motherfucker, execute, you're going to Mexico.
2: I'll execute your ass in a public square. <laughs> if somebody bails me
5: out. Oh, here we go. The desk sergeant pointed out that Norton had four seventy-five and a key to his room at the Eureka lodgings in his pockets.
3: Well, he's not a vagrant, then. He's
5: not a vagrant. He's so, got more money so, than I am. Well, this is better, though. <laughs> well, that's true.
3: Yes, yeah, because I bought your fucking oh, sandwich today.
2: Oh, let me the <laughs> <ender-bomb> buy my lunch. <laughs> oh, I'm so broke. Oh, <laughs> this, this is better.
3: I think talk to Renee to get you a a raise in your allowance so you can afford lunch every day. that's true. Quit buying butterscotch. (laughs)
4: That's true. You
3: might be able to get a fucking sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, but he can't get the the teenage women in his van then.
5: Oh, Jesus. All right, so to save face, Barbier charged Norton with lunacy.
3: Oh, that's better.
5: Yeah. So not vagrancy, lunacy. Whatever.
3: Is lunacy a crime? It shouldn't be.
5: Under a picture of Norton in his full... Regalia, it's full uniform. (laughs) The evening bulletin wrote, In what can only be described as the most dastardly of errors, Joshua A. Norton was arrested today. He is being held on the ludicrous charge of lunacy. Known and loved by all true San Franciscans as Emperor Norton, this kindly monarch of Montgomery Street is less a lunatic than those who have engineered these trumped-up charges. As they will learn, His Majesty's loyal subjects... (laughs) are fully apprised of this outrage. The newspaper urges all right-thinking citizens, not the ones on lunacy, to be in attendance tomorrow at the public hearing to be held before the commissioner of lunacy, Wingate Jones. There he
2: is actually, again. They actually had a commission of blue. Evidently, year. it was Wingate Jones.
4: How would you like to be that guy? <laughs> Who did you have to piss off to get that post? We need, We need him to come
3: to talk. We need Charles to go talk to him.
5: Uh, the blot, This blot on the record of San Francisco must be removed. The Emperor Norton has never shed blood. He has robbed no one. The world one. is watching. That's right. <laughs> CNN was there. Uh, he's robbed no one and despoiled no country. And that, gentlemen, is a hell of a lot more that can be
2: said for anyone else in the king line. But on the other side, there was a bunch of people wearing t-shirts that had hashtag he's not my my emperor. He's not my emperor. emperor. Yeah. (laughs) Emperor's (laughs) lives matter. Yeah. yeah. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
5: Police Chief Patrick Crawley released Norton with his apology, and from then on, all police officers would salute Norton. A <laughs> goddamn right they did. I wonder if that guy lost his job. While the bulletin stayed true to Norton's actual proclamation, the Daily Alta, of California, quickly realized the potential bonanza. Unlike today, most yeah, unlike today, most cities had several fiercely competitive newspapers. San Francisco had at least five daily newspapers. Anything that made a good story sold papers, and Norton was the quintessential good story. Now, more than anything bleeds and leads, uh, Albert Evans, editor of the Alta, uh, quickly realized the potential of running stories about Norton. Known as Colonel Mustache, sure, <laughs> for his flamboyant facial hair, <laughs>
3: Wasn't he in Clue, that game Clue? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: I think he was.
2: Yeah. It was Colonel Mustache. I
3: think yeah. it was Mustard, right? <laughs>
5: yeah. Uh, Evans actually began printing phony proclamations, some clever, some silly. You haven't walked started.
3: any. Check my time. Oh.
5: And contributed to Norton, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, designed to generate laughs or ridicule. They were written in a style clearly lacking Norton's precision and logic. I bet that pissed him off. I bet he closed down the paper. Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. The sound engineer. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Others occasionally fooled the editors with proclamations presumed to be from Norton to push political to
3: push political or other points of view. Oh, well, so they're, they're so making, up shit. Yeah.
5: They're no, you know making up shit. Yeah. You're talking about dissent against it? No, he was making up shit. You Good Emperor, you shut that shit down. Oh, that's traitorous. You send in Wingate, who or whatever. Did he, he have <laughs> a senate?
4: Breckenridge. Did he have a Senate? Colonel Muscash. No, he he'd already <laughs> abolished it, the Senate. But a Good
2: Emperor's yeah. got to have a Senate. No,
3: he, he abolished it. He abolished that, abolished the Democratic Party, the Republican Party. There are no more. I wonder about the Whigs. They didn't mention the Whigs.
2: People keep yeah. talking about, you know, a third party or we need this or what. What if we just abolished all but one party?
3: Okay. So
2: everybody had to run, so you would never know really what party they were in. Like say every say everybody all of a sudden had to become a Republican. So you got three Republicans running for this position and people were, have to decide actually on the actual person, not on the party because they're all Republicans. Didn't that just happen?
4: Well, then you'd, you'd, have to, that, you'd have to eliminate any sort of campaign fundraising because you couldn't campaign. How would you get fundraising? I'm already bored. I,
2: have to, I agree, Brandy. Uh, continue. You'd have to actually get campaign fundraising. Just actually.
4: directly to the individual you couldn't no, I, I think contribute to a well, blanket. I think when
3: you have one party rule, that you, that's what you get. You just get fractions of you know, yeah. the parties. It just works out the same.
5: So there was one writer who sympathized with the emperor. He was a reporter from the Daily Morning Call named Samuel Langhorne Clemens.
3: Sound Vader familiar,
5: Colonel? As Mark Twain. Yes, Tom Sawyer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so Mark Twain. So.
5: Huckleberry Finn. Yes, all of those. <laughs> yes. Uh, Twain would, from time to time, include <clears throat> Emperor Norton in his column. He wrote of Norton, "Oh dear, it was always a painful thing for me to see the emperor begging, for although nobody else believed he was an emperor, he believed it." And that's really mm-hmm. all that counts. It really is. Reporters learned very quickly that associating Emperor Norton
3: with... a kind of like you believe in you're a colonel. It's kinda, I know. And a reverend. <laughs> yeah. And a, and a knight. And a man.
2: I am, and in a,
3: fact. A man.
5: <laughs>
3: what happens next, Brandy?
5: So all of, a sudden, all of a sudden this son of a bitch becomes like... the. They learned that associating Emperor Norton with a restaurant or clothing store would generate free publicity for the merchant and free food and clothing for the reporter. So they, they started using they this swagged. guy.
3: Yeah, yeah. They start, start and using businesses this guy.
5: quickly learned that a bribe to editors could also get you some publicity if Emperor Norton was involved. One haberdasher, you know what that is? That's a person who fucks with hats. Sure, okay. They, yes, a man who sells hash. They gave, Yes. Gave Norton an old hat that was no longer in style, so he could advertise it in the papers. Gentlemen, gentlemen's outfitters, gentlemen's outfitters to his Imperial Majesty. Restaurants claimed Emperor Norton was a patron. Pecos only went to Frisch's, so yeah, and sometimes the Chili Hole, mm-hmm. but mainly Frisch's.
4: For for the listeners, we had a guy in our hometown who thought he was uh, part of the FBI. He was and, awesome. and our and our and our esteemed father and the other local police department police officers would send him on missions throughout the town.
5: So <laughs> you kind great. of play along with him. He was yeah. armed with a tinfoil foil hat, a flashlight, <laughs> and he would fucking catch a baker. I used, with, I used to work. I
3: used to work as a guy who think he was a colonel.
4: <laughs> 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 it's like that.
5: Yeah. yeah, It was like that. Do you have a tinfoil
2: hat, <laughs> and flashlight.
4: I mean yeah, he does. yeah. No, he had butterscotch <laughs> in a van. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: You know, I kind of feel like
4: you people are not appreciating
2: my
3: position. Nah, no, no, Colonel. We, we, we honor you for your uh, uh, your station in life. Don't
2: make me start writing
4: edicts. I don't even think you can spell edicts. <laughs> and what kind of butterscotches are these? Can we see if we can turn a profit here for somebody? Yeah.
5: That's a crony <laughs> capitalism. That's right. A, t- a tavern posted a m- window sign that said, Fine wines and spiritus liquors by appointment to His Majesty Norton I. In reality, Norton is now living off the kindness of his former business acquaintances and Freemasons. He was bone thin with raggedy clothes. Norton. W- so now
3: he's all back in good with the Freemasons, it sounds like.
5: like well, because he can do something for them.
4: Yeah. You know he's bone thin? It's because he's working 20 hours a day. He's freaking he's emperor of everything. And protector of Mexico. Yeah. He's Mexico. Shit.
2: He's walking around with the stress. ass
3: baby
4: Imagine the stress he's got.
3: <laughs> Jeez, He has to protect Mexico. He's never even been to Mexico. Fuck yeah. He aged quickly. I guarantee oh, yeah. it.
4: Well, yeah. You can see all the proud presidents age.
0: Yeah. Had, you know.
3: This guy. Trump's going to be like 112 in like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's like seventy now, right? He's seventy-eight, I think. <laughs> <Trump>? <laughs>
4: no, I think he's yeah. seventy. I think no, he's I think seventy. He's, is he? I mean, he's in 70. his upper seventies, I thought. We'll we'll
3: check it out. Go ahead, Brian. I thought
2: Randy. he was either sixty-nine or seventy.
3: I think he's seventy, but we'll or check it out.
2: Maybe.
5: It was, I was, was thinking take he was their help 70. of The occasional fifty-cent piece for lunch or rent, but to save face, he would simply refer to it as a tax and recorded his tax collections in a notebook. He then began to visit local businesses as often as monthly to collect taxes which some gave out
3: of the fondness for the emperor. That's, that's, a, that's a racket there, man. Chick, you, need to, you need to tap into that. Walk around yeah.
2: crazy and just think <laughs> You know what? I'm going to do that down the street. You know, you know what? I'll, t- I'll tell you a funny thing, though.
4: He's the 70 years old. If he wins two terms, he'll be out at 78. That's what I was thinking. Man, and, and, you know, they, guy, they, say you, they
3: age five years for every one. Yeah. You, not,
2: you could say, you know, a while, after a year he's aged or whatever, whatnot. But say that about his wife say wow she's aged yeah. no yeah. I mean people will be so Sex. Far up, the
4: feminists will be coming up your
2: ass be for that because I noticed um, I, is it me or does it look like it, it looks like his wife I, I feel sorry for the woman it looks like she just not like she didn't sign up for this and she just doesn't look happy and, and it looks like she's aged a little bit since this whole thing started
4: I think we uh, I have paid attention to that look. She's aged
2: eight years. Yes. Continue. Uh, no, I'm, I'm serious.
5: She does look
2: like
4: she's... I not paid attention. This emperor
5: had clothes, but they were hardly the clothes of an emperor.
4: Were they new clothes? No.
5: The emperor had no clothes. Okay. This emperor
2: had clothes. Okay, so you Please say... Focus. So you say, see, you're one of the sheeple that said, oh, I love your outfit, but the emperor had no clothes.
5: Okay. He wore all manner of well-worn uniforms given to him by the army at the Presidio or purchased from the auction houses along Pacific Street on the old Barbary Coast. On informal occasions, Norton would wear a soft hat called, a, is it Kepi? And a coat of either blue or gray. He was, after all, the Emperor of the United States. Yeah. For formal occasions, because mm-hmm. uh, he had built himself an outfit out of a stained and worn uh, union officers' coat, enhanced with was it epaulets of tarnished gold and boutonniere in the lapel. Yeah, you got some bling. A tall beaver hat. He looked like, like, uh, looked like Flavor Flavor I will
3: you know, need that big clock. Big clock.
5: <laughs> this is super
3: awesome. I mean, big. You know that. What was that show that Flavor Flav was in?
5: Oh, Flavor of Love. Flavor oh man, that was the
3: best. Oh, I love Flavor that show.
5: Crazy. Um,
3: that was pretty good.
5: I always watched the one. There was there was one that came on afterwards where they tried to take the women that were on Flavor of Love and make them into ladies. Oh yeah yeah
3: yeah. New yeah. York. That one I girl really was named New York. <gasps> oh,
5: <she's not. laughs> okay, so, so he's got this big tall beaver hat with an ostrich, <laughs> with an ostrich plume stuck. Oh, on. I've
3: had a beaver, beaver hat a head. time or two. You got
2: a beaver on your head, boy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he That's comb- where I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> a where you, where you need to come up a little bit, son. Got a beaver on your head. If you got a beaver on your head, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. That's all I'm saying. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. It's be... Unless she is, it's like,
5: supposed...
4: really fucking tall. It's supposed to be a beaver mask. Yeah, yeah a beard, beaver beard. A beaver beard.
5: A cavalry sword on his... Beard. I
4: don't want a beaver. I don't want a beard on my beaver.
5: <laughs> a cavalry sword on his hip... And a twisted,
2: knotty wood. Don't
4: like the stick. seventy bush. <laughs> no, no seventy bush.
2: <laughs> he had a knotty what? <laughs> a twisted, knotty <naughty> what? <laughs> wooden walking stick. <laughs> he had twisted, knotty wood.
5: <laughs> he had a walking
3: stick. So he, yeah, yes, yes, he did.
5: He had a walking stick with an ornate handle and a silver plate engraved "Norton the First, Emperor U.S." Hand me
3: down my walking cane. What was when that song? It, when it rained,
5: he carried a tricolored Chinese umbrella. Did he beat down Hose as walking? Probably, team? well, not <laughs> the hat for it. In 1863, Norton took a room at the Eureka Lodgings. It was a downtown flop house. He paid 50 cents a night for the next 17 years. His room was nine feet by six feet, with an iron cot with rickety springs, a chair, a sagging couch with soiled upholstery, yeah. a wash basin, and a night table. There was no closet. He hung his clothes on ten penny nails in the wall.
4: It doesn't sound like Versailles to me. <laughs> yeah,
5: logically, he was attracted to royalty.
4: You know who would want that job I of being it. emperor if you had to live like that? I know who would well, want. Well,
5: that? maybe it's like a monk or whatever. Who would he want that? Yeah, the,
2: yeah,
4: yeah. He's doing it
2: for he, the he went home and flogged
4: himself. He wasn't taking a salary. He's taking, yeah,
3: one he thing he taking a step down, like Trump is. Trump moving the White House is a step down for him. So
2: he,
5: so he had lithographs of Queen Victoria of England. Queen Emma of the Sandwich Islands, that Mm. is now Hawaii. Those are
4: delicious. Yeah.
5: Yeah. That's right next to the salad Islands. Empress Carlotta of Mexico and Empress Eugenie, the wife of Napoleon III, graced his squalid walls. It
3: seems weird that he would have a picture of her since he was pissed off at them for invading Mexico.
5: I don't know.
3: Well, he had Carlotta. I I don't know what he's thinking. It's not
2: logical. Maybe she had big boobs. Oh. Well, then... And it's okay. Uh,
5: the official United States census taker in 1870 recorded the presence of Norton. In the column marked occupation the entry was Emperor <laughs> <laughs> yes. the
3: United States governments recognizes this. in the
5: column that explained why Norton was not eligible to vote the, sen- the census taker chose the option of insane it's
3: <laughs> oh, a little harsh his,
5: his days followed a regular pattern. I'm not
3: sure a censor taker has the, the best qu- judge is a quali- is qualified to make that determination. <laughs>
2: Well, they did. Well, I think we had to beep on his head. So, with the ostrich. With the ostrich. <laughs> with the ostrich fella.
5: <laughs> um, his days followed a regular pattern. He would dress in his uniform, pay the daily rent, walk next door to the fancy Empire House Hotel to read the newspapers. His... Is obviously his palace. And they probably
4: loved having him sitting in the lobby. <laughs> when did he get his briefings, his daily briefings?
5: Well, he read the newspapers. Then he would walk a block and a half to Portman Square, where he would spend the afternoon on park benches with his friends. He carried a dignified and regal air about him, but was seen as a kind, affable man inclined to be jocular in conversation. He spoke rationally and intelligently about any subject except about himself or his empire. In Norton's day, it was rare for a Chinese person to be in Portman Square. But one of Norton's constant companion was a Chinese man named Ah Hao.
2: <laughs> ah Hao. Right.
4: He's the one that's sick of the erection, right, Chuck? <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Not you
4: know, how long?
2: Crazy erection. The crazy
4: daily erection. Oh,
5: the Daily Alta called him <laughs> Norton's. Yes. Really? That was Chuck. Called him Norton's Grand Chamberlain. Oh. Norton abhorred the treatment of Chinese, decrying the immigration laws that denied entry to a man because of the color of his skin. He was progressive. He was. He demanded that the laws prohibiting Chinese from testifying in court be repealed. When a mob threatened a few Chinese, he broke through the crowd, spoke the Lord's Prayer, and said, We are all God's children.
3: Oh, good for him. He's a
5: hippie from way back. Good blessing. When old St. Mary's Church bells signaled noon... Morton headed to Martin and Horton's on Clay near Montgomery or the Bank Exchange for his free lunch, with anyone, which anyone could have for the price of a drink. And so, to continue this story,
4: we will turn to Charles, turn to, Charles to talk so about the emperor. The Colonel. Yes, self-proclaimed Colonel. No, the Colonel. Oh, it's just the Colonel. Yeah,
2: yeah. This guy is a self-proclaimed emperor.
4: You are not a self-proclaimed colonel. No, I am colonel.
2: an official colonel. Yeah. No, no. no, you're an official reverend. Well, I'm an official reverend, too. too. No. And hawk. Now, Norton did <laughs> not drink.
3: <clears throat> he did no. not participate in the devil's juice. He did not
2: imbibe. He did not drink the devil's juice like you do. No. Devil? He didn't work with you people, clearly. But Martin and Hortons gave him meals for the free publicity. His afternoons will be spent in the libraries of the Bohemian Club... Mercantile Institute and Mechanics Institute reading books, playing chess exceptionally well, and writing proclamations on the Institute's handsomely engraved stationery. (laughs) In the evenings, he went to debating societies, lectures, and theater. So he was a well-rounded individual. Apparently he was. He believed that he had certain responsibilities as emperor, so he visited schools and went to church every Sunday. Old St. Mary's one week, the first Unitarian Church another. On Saturday, he went to the Temple. Now he rode free on all the city's ferries and streetcars. Leland Stanford, president of the Central Pacific Railroad, gave him a free pass in California to offset his reputation as a greedy robber baron. Oh,
3: good.
2: So he was robbing everybody blind, but he gave one guy one thing and said, "Yeah, I oh, mean the emperor." Yeah. Taking care of the emperor, so Norton used that pass to attend sessions of the state
3: legislation too, which I'm sure they loved. <laughs>
2: sitting in the front Hadn't he already
3: abolished this?
2: he, he, he used it, the He, he abolished had to, it once. He well, had to been, been sitting there going, they
3: "Be kind to him," because if they if they pissed him off, then they can't you can't be. Seen he had to him been sit, him. He had been votes. sitting there
4: during those sessions, going, "What in the fuck are these people doing?" <laughs> I've
2: already. This is over. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> what the fuck y'all doing? You're well, my, you're my champ! <laughs> it,
3: it was, you know, it, it wasn't a hard and fast rule.
2: So, more of a guideline! So he would sit there, and he would review military troops around the Bay Area. So when he tried to board the riverboat Yosemite for Sacramento in 1866, he was outraged that he was not allowed to passage without a ticket. What well, some bullshit? <laughs> some well, he fucking bullshit there! His ass bullshit. Down and wrote a proclamation to the altar ordering a blockade of the Sacramento. <laughs> River. Until this situation was set right, and as he should.
3: He went all, oh, damn right. he he went all JFK on him, got a quarantine of the yeah. San Francisco Bay.
2: Now, his fame would spread throughout the U.S. in the 1870s. The completion of the Transcontinental Railroad in 1869 connected America from Atlantic to Pacific, reducing a six-month journey by wagon or ship to only seven days. Now, think about that, seven days, that's like a miracle. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's just a small amazing world. if you just turn things over to the Lord, look what happened.
4: Yeah. They used to
2: have to do wagons, and
4: then now all of a sudden
2: just in seven days. Lewis yes. and
4: Clark were walking it.
2: <laughs> huh?
4: And they were walking it. Yeah. Lewis and Clark.
2: Took them forever. Um, but then they got, didn't Lewis and Clark, they had Pocahontas, didn't they?
4: No, that was, uh,
2: was it? Yeah, she was always giving them bad directions. So, I don't know
4: that that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> she was so. fucking with him, wasn't she? <laughs> she was like, you, you want to find that know, big river, it's that way. <laughs> it's
2: that way, yeah. So, now, anyway, so now, all of a sudden... Hey, you you know, know, those guys have some balls, man. <laughs> you know, going oh, across... You know, you know that we're both married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I want to go get lost I'm in, in the woods? In. I'm in. i Yeah, take me. I, I go to the woods. There's day. a
3: mystery on Mary Lewis's death.
2: Now, many knew about the Emperor from travel books and newspapers. When journalists from newspapers throughout the United States arrived to see and write about the city, they were unimpressed with the zoo at Woodward Gardens or the seals and sea lions by the cliff house. They are unimpressive. Yeah, they are unimpressive. They're not. They preferred to write about Emperor North.
3: That's a fucked up name, Meriwether, isn't it? It is. Where did that come yeah, from, weather, Lewis?
2: Now, in 1876, Dom Pedro, the emperor emperor of Brazil, visited San Francisco and asked to meet the emperor of the United States. See, so his name—I mean, the yeah. they Shows met at the Royal Suite. Of course, they met at the Royal Street Suite at the newly opened Palace Hotel and talked for more than an hour. Now, they had to meet at the Royal Suite because they was emperors. They could not meet at the honeymoon suite because that would have been political sex.
4: <laughs> and we discussed that earlier. <clears throat>
2: which we have talked about. Don Pedro never let on whether he realized the United <laughs> States did not really have an emperor. Now, several cities tried to lure him away by sending him a gift of his favor. By the way, it
3: wasn't Pocahontas, it was Sacawicha. So, there Sa- you go. I him. was
4: going to yeah. say,
2: that didn't. It was one of those. <laughs> One, one of the, the
3: two Indian women that you know.
2: Right. <laughs> one
5: is, of them.
3: One of those Native <laughs> Americans that you know. <laughs> what the uh,
5: hell John, Smith.
3: John Smith. John Smith. She was Smith. on that, the, uh, yeah. yeah. She's Smith? the one that went to England and became, you know, you got all yeah. those pictures, photos of her, like, in... She was with
2: John, John
5: yeah, Smith. she. The guy who found Joseph Smith, Joseph Smith. Stop
3: talking. What's the bunny? Those Smiths, man. Like, Virginia Compton. Like but she she, she ended up, I think she ended up, then she end up dying in England? She, she did die in England. Yeah. <laughs> I know she died.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she died. She died in England, actually, in that uh, tower, the Tower of London. Um, what? They lock, they're
3: locked, they locked off. Yeah, all right. I'm going <laughs> to. I, I, I'm going to check that out while you continue I
4: don't I think that's, I think that's I'm pretty think, sure that
3: that's I awful. think it's bullshit too but I can't remember if she came back and died that I don't no, know no she
2: died over there
3: okay continue Colonel well, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to fact check that
2: i trying to lure him away you can go to timscott.com during this podcast to fact check anything the colonel says
3: continue several
2: <laughs> cities tried to lure him away by sending him a gift of his favorite implement a walking stick. Mm. Portland, Oregon sent him an especially elaborate one called the Serpent Scepter. I got my own Serpent Gross.
4: I was going to say, wasn't that a movie?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she died in uh, England.
2: Uh, with a mahogany handle carved in the shape of... You know a she was hot,
3: though? Oh, I bet she was hot, man, when she, you know, when John Smith met her. <laughs> I don't
2: know.
3: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She is in that cartoon.
2: She is in the cartoon. She's hotter than hell, but. <laughs> I, I've never found cartoon
5: characters to be a <laughs> Do you know, no, a, I'll tell you what, my, our aunt would not let our cousins watch it because Pocahontas had too much cleavage in the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's some boobies hanging out in
3: that <laughs> No,
4: there's not. Hey, Roger Rabbit, though, the girl that was it. Oh, yeah, I, tell I, me you weren't t- turned I, on by that cartoon yeah. character. Oh, yeah.
3: What, I, was, what was, uh,
5: for
4: lack of body. Yeah, who boy. was the, uh,
3: who was that based on?
5: Who? This, Jessica Rabbit?
3: Yeah, Jessica Rabbit. I
5: thought it was Landa Kim Basinger, Lana Turner, one
3: of them. No, it's not. It's not. I'll it was go Kim Basinger. I'll, I'll check it out. You can fact check. it It's the out. one <laughs> that had that uh, the hair loop and the she. Lana Turner. It wasn't Lana Turner, and they made her change it during the war because women were getting their hair caught in machines at the at the defense plants. <laughs>
2: That'd be some funny shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny, but
3: no. I mean, women were actually getting hurt, so they told her to change. Because it, it covers their eyes, right? The the mm-hmm. hair was over one of her Jay eyes. Jane Mansfield. No, continue. I'll find it.
2: Okay, look out for us, Tim.
3: She had an interesting life. So,
2: so to recap, Jay what Mansfield, we have is he's wandering around here. People why are interested are we in. Him. And Timmy, why are we recapping? Well, we're recapping,
4: because we got off we got off topic, talking about Jessica Rabbit.
2: People are trying to lure him away. He's like a free agent. Well, clearly. So, and you can emperor, really, from anywhere. What you eat there, Devil? Yogurt. Yogurt? Yeah. It's pretty good. It's key lime yogurt. Oh, you ever eat the chocolate kind? No. That's pretty good. That, All right, no one cares about
3: that. that. Come on.
2: Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but they care who Jessica Rabbit's basically. Well, anyway, okay. yeah, I mean, it's... So, now, anyway, we got people trying to lure the, the emperor away. Now, he have been... Now, Norton decided to start issuing his uh, own promissory notes that he called Imperial Treasury Bond Certificates. Yes! And right after the show, I'm going to write you a Colonel Note for lunch, Timmy. Thank you, and Colonel. I'm going to a Colonel Bond Certificate. That will be... You should shit on it. it be worth... But
3: money. Veronica Lake.
5: Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, these were in denominations of 50 cents to $10. He sold them to tourists, and locals alike. He inscribed the notes with a promise that they will be due and payable with 17% interest, 7% interest in the year 1880.
3: You know, if he was selling one for a dollar and one for 50 cents I, and they were getting them for like souvenirs, I'd take the one for 50 cents, wouldn't you? I yeah. think I would too. Yeah.
2: Of course, no one believed it. <clears throat> the real value was in the signature. It was a great uh, souvenir. I bet if you it had, had nice one of those these days, paper, it'd be well, worth yeah, some money. Were, yeah, it would be. And now, just about every store in San Francisco had a sign saying, "By appointment to Norton." Had a sign saying, "By appointment to Norton, I." The first Norton, Norton and the, the first,
3: first Norton, the first <laughs> Norton, <laughs> I. <laughs> See, <that's laughs> Christ! How fucking stupid can you be and be? A, and still it be it? a colonel. <laughs>
5: As you know what? You know what? I'm not putting him in my cabinet when I <laughs> declare... When I declare that I'm the empress of this shit here, he's not going in my cabinet.
4: Well, now blame I'm
2: going to be... A, I'm going to be a... Brutus. You're about parking lot duty. At two, So anyway, by appointment to Norton Eye, merchants made a killing Again. selling pictures of postcards of the emperor. Emperor Norton dolls, complete with plumed hat. Emperor Norton cigars and his portrait on the label... So he was like color Michael
3: Jordan, kind of.
2: Color lithographs suitable for framing. Hmm. They even had Emperor Norton lunchboxes. Oh yeah. And
3: thermoses.
4: Beats Scooby Doo. Yeah, Doesn't
2: yeah. beat Scooby Doo. Emperor Norton had his own record Nothing deal. Did he
4: have his own tennis shoes? <laughs> he
2: tried to... And, and Norton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he got himself a record deal. He had himself a record deal. He, uh, He'd he be on
3: reality. He had a reality had TV show reality now. he reality TV
2: show. <laughs> yeah, <and> with some <laughs> bad boy records.
3: <laughs> so. Straight out Compton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straight out of
2: Frisco. One of the most popular items... Was a decade old lithograph of Norton standing at a buffet table at the strip club <laughs> with two dogs looking longingly at him for a few scraps.
3: O'Farrell's strip club. It would become actually... the
2: source of the greatest myth of Emperor Norton. By law, San Francisco destroyed stray dogs. Oh. Sons of bitches. But the Board of Supervisors adopted two as beloved city mascots Bummer and Lazarus. They had but one notable quality happily killing rats in a city teeming with them. They were rewarded with tasty morsels at local taverns. Like Norton, they enjoyed <clears throat> Morton and Hortons. Edward Jump who was a promising artist. Who that sounded under- like
4: Dr. Seuss there for a minute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Edward Jump was a promising artist. He made his living drawing pictures for newspapers and magazines. Jump sold his movies. drawing called "The Three Bummers" to local merchants and placed them as posters in the windows. <clears throat> Norton saw it in the window of a stationery store because he only would write his decrees on the finest, clear stationery. Absolutely, it became enraged. Oh God! <clears throat> they pissed him off again. report has it that he broke the window with his cane and destroyed the drawing. Now we got a hot, hot-tempered emperor here that could huh. really cause trouble. Well.
3: Excuse me. Fingers on the button. Yeah, yeah
2: just go willy nilly. But well, you
3: can't know, be thinking around pissing it, off the emperor either.
2: To recap,
3: he's
5: like
4: Kim Jong. He's of, like Kim Jong Un, well, man. Well, why he'll are, just, are
5: we recapping? I don't.
4: He'll just. He's like. He's like North I Korean's emperor. I feel
2: like Timmy's recapped enough today.
3: I'm sorry. Continue, Colonel.
2: So now, when visitors ask uh, merchants, now he, so he br- breaks this window, beats the shit out of it, and uh, now when visitors ask merchants the story behind the drawing. It made far more sense to create that myth that Bummer and Lazarus were Norton's dogs, a myth that most San Franciscos still believe today. Or the hounds of hell. Mm-hmm. Now, growing older, it was time for Norton to think about what he had been missing all these years. Retirement? he got to think on retirement.
5: Yeah. His,
4: his mind? No. <laughs> his sign- Succession? Like
5: Emperor- a- legacy. His legacy. He needs a legacy. He needs a successor.
2: He needs a piece of Empress booty. I always gonna get him a woman. He had to find him an empress. He's gonna so put he's Beaver on his head. So Six years old, r- roughly about your age, he? Yeah, he's gonna. So be- he went out and found him a twenty-five year old. There you go. I ain't lying here now. <laughs> hold on, now who's this sound like? Well, hold on. <laughs> when he became infatuated with a sixteen-year-old, now. No, that's not. No, that's a nah, no, no. no but, nah. but the age difference. <laughs> but at that time, that would not have been. It's still creepy at that time it would have been
4: perfectly for you nah it's creepy no.
2: he carried
4: probably would have at that point in time he carried butterscotch
2: her name was Minnie Wakeman she was already grad, a high school graduate right? yeah, she knew. got a
4: lot going for
2: her <laughs> she was described as you don't hear
3: that name much anymore
2: right. a tall beautiful that's pearl Georgia who had lovely dark blue eyes fringed lashes long curls well, she sounds kind of hot
4: and huge knockers
2: yeah and breasts the size nah, nah. overripe in cantaloupe.
3: I don't think that's in the script.
2: Hmm?
4: I don't think that's don't in the script. Fact check that, Timmy. Yeah, yeah. yeah can Google that.
2: Look write on that Tim down. Scott. Many. Right All right. you... So anyway, Norton wrote her a note. Oh, yeah, Miss In arranging for my empress, I shall be delighted if you will permit me to make use of your name. Did she say? Should she, you check be, the box. Yes or no.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Should you be willing, please let me know. But keep. Your own secret. It is safer that way, I think, because the police will come and arrest me for pedophilia. No, he didn't say <laughs> that. <laughs> he signed it, Your devoted, loving friend, the Emperor.
3: Okay, so friend. I mean, he's, you know, he's,
2: he, he's, you know, he wasn't
3: being inappropriate. He wrote her a letter, and he's, it's up to her. Check yes. Did he give it to her in study hall?
5: Yeah. So that's when you get letters. You no, know, my fir- the know, the first, the,
3: I, uh, the first time I the first time I tried to get a girlfriend, I had to deliver. It was my job to hand out the books in the morning. Like all the books stayed in the class, so I put this note in. This girl who who was my same age, but she had really big breasts. I must we must have been like eight, something like that. She
4: had, she had breasts. And yeah, eight. yeah. I
3: mean, I mean, eight? she is brother. She's she she was a very well endowed early. You know, she and eight years eight. eight or nine, well, whatever, nine. Or nine
5: cause
3: that makes a difference. Yeah, but anyway. <coughs> You know, I didn't want to get shot down, so I put it in a. I put a note in her book. And it was like, "Do you want to be my girlfriend?" And if yes, let me know. If not, please don't tell anybody. So then she sent me a letter saying she had this guy. She was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, she what? Well, yeah,
5: she's developed.
3: But anyway, she went. She, enough, she had like three kids. By the time we got to junior high, it was just like sad. Oh my god! I know. Yeah. She developed. She was way. He out of was going day. after the whores early. Well yeah, but I didn't want to get shot down, so I thought that would be the cool way of doing it, just sticking a note. Clearly. Yeah.
2: Well, unfortunately for Mr. Norton, much like Timmy, he received a note thanking his majesty for graciously thinking her worthy of his attentions, but informing him that she was already engaged, which was true. Oh. Norton then asked if she minded sending some nude selfies. <laughs> I what? don't think
3: that's in there. Yeah. you're making shit if up. She
2: refused to do. There would be no empress for the emperor. Yeah, he could get naked. So, so he's a one and done. You just had to stand real still <laughs> <I>
5: mean, <laughs> for
4: like 10, he's ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah, so
5: it's like he's a one and done. She wouldn't. She
2: wouldn't be with him. So fuck it. Well, on oh. uh, evening of January eighth, eighteen eighty. Nobody's still collecting their treasury bonds there, but the emperor bonds. It was cold and rainy as January days often are in San Francisco. The emperor was walking up California Street towards Knob Hill to attend the regular debate of the Hastings Society. He was a regular. Natural Sciences. As he reached old St. Mary's Church, Norton staggered a bit. Then he fell face first into the sidewalk.
3: Uh, that's what's going to happen to me someday.
2: Yeah, I know. Maybe today. And then your cats are going
3: to eat your face. Well, not if I'm on the sidewalk. Straight well,
2: cats. Cat Straight cats. Straight cat. cats. Straight pussy. Emperor of the United States and protector of Mexico. She's Norton I. Is that what you found? Norton? the no, first. <laughs> expired with his final breath. Uh-huh. As a crowd gathered, the police moved his body to the city morgue. His clothes, they were disheveled, as always, and he only had a few coins on him. A gold piece worth 2 dollars $3.00 in silver. Shit, that's more than I got. And a French franc dated 1828, bearing the face of Charles X, France's last bourbon king. Charles, Charles X? The tenth? I think so, yeah. <laughs> no, it was Malcolm so his like, great-grandfather. Okay, okay just X. making sure that we yeah. were okay. He had a uh, bundle of 50-cent imperial treasury notes it for repayment in 1890. Well, he didn't throw them away. He
3: meant to repay them. Well, well he
2: intended to it. exchange these for his original notes, due and payable this very month, which he could not abide. In. Oh, so, yeah, so he died on purpose. Now, he also he had telegrams from Tsar Alexandra I.I. Uh, I, of <laughs> Russia that said, we approve heartily and congratulate you on his impending ep- marriage to Queen Victoria. <laughs> Another from President of France, the French Republic, said We understand that Queen Victoria will propose marriage to you as a means of uniting England and the United States. Consider well and do not accept. No good will come of it. Have you seen the meme that the Queen says she'll take us back now if we yeah. want? <laughs> Now, so
3: he's getting, I mean, he got letters from...
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, there were hoaxes, of course. Um An example of some people having fun at this poor man's expense. Next morning, the headline in the Chronicle screamed, The King is Dead. It wasn't a king. <clears throat> I know, they got that message. The Cincinnati Enquirer, of which is our home paper here, devoted 16 inches. <clears throat> yeah. Nobody. Uh, Nothing. Uh, Come on, devil. Nope, Your nope, ears perked right nobody. up. Here. She was like, oh, somebody devote me 16 no, inches, why don't you? now? Now. I could, I could do it four times, maybe, but... Ugh. Under a headline, it said, in part, an emperor without enemies. A king without a kingdom, supported in life by the willing tribute of a free people. At his home in Hartford, Connecticut, Mark Twain read of the Emperor's Death in the New York Times. He sadly wrote to a good friend, fellow acclaimed novelist and editor of the Atlantic Monthly, William Dean Howes, What an odd thing it is that neither Frank Sowell, nor Charlie Warren Stoddard, nor I, nor Bret Hart, the immortal, immortal Bilk, nor any other professionally, literary, professionally, Literary person in San Francisco has ever written up the Emperor Norton. Ten thousand people came to see him lying in state at the morgue. That's respectful. Jimmy Bowman, yeah. that's, a, that's the San a big Francisco crowd. Chronicle wrote <laughs> visitors included all castles, all classes, from the capitalist to the pauper, with the clergyman and the pickpocket, well dressed ladies, the bold with age. Bold with age. What he meant there, he was being polite. What he meant to say was, women were penises. <laughs> and the prattling child. Now, James Easton, president of the Pacific Club, was one of the leading businessmen who knew Norton in the early prosperous years. They were both members of the Freemason. Lynn could not envision Norton buried in a pauper's grave. He raised all the money deemed necessary from his club for a funeral fit for an emperor and burial at the Masonic Cemetery. A funeral procession followed Norton's body from the moor to the cemetery that was two miles long. Two-mile-long funeral procession, Norton. Mm-hmm. I'm going to declare my... I'm going to declare now.
3: Yeah.
2: As they lay his body into the Well loved. beloved. The world grew dark... With that phenomenon of infrequent occurrence, a total eclipse of the sun. As the emperor was going into the ground, the sun block, was blocked out of the earth. Wow. Coincidence? Wow. I think,
0: I think not. not.
2: In 1934, San Francisco closed all of its How cemeteries to make more space for the no living. Norton was reinterred with civic and military honors. in Memorial park in Jesus coma. Interred. Throughout San Francisco, there are small tribute stampers in order. A group called E. Clampus Vetus, established to help widows and orphans of gold and silver miners, created a plaque to honor That
4: sounds like a disease you got in <laughs> Brazil.
2: I got that E. Clampus <laughs> uh, Somebody hand me that cream, would you? But now they, it's, they, they got this plaque for the guy, and it's, uh, it's at the entrance of the Transbay Terminal on Mission Street. They also sell his birthday, celebrate his birthday every year with a party by his grave. The Harbor Emperor is a fairy with a carved Emperor Norton masthead. <clears throat> there is an Emperor Norton Inn and a few other sites also bear his name. Emperor Norton is remembered in literature. In the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, Mark Twain created the character of the king based on Norton. Robert Louis Stevenson included Norton as an actual character in his 1892 novel, The Wrecker. The stepdaughter of Robert Robert Louis Stevenson, Isabel Field, wrote about Norton in a book entitled This Life I've Loved. He was a genuine, kindly man, and fortunately found himself in the friendliest and most sentimental city in the world. I, the idea being let him be emperor if he wants to San Francisco played the game with him the emperor is gone but oh what a reign!
3: thank you Brandy your final thoughts on I'm going
5: I declare my
3: you're an empress
5: I'm an empress I declare it and we will be uh, not annexing Mexico at this point okay but we reserve the right to do that later
3: and um, we still have Taco Tuesday. We absolutely have
5: Taco Tuesday. Why would we not have Taco Tuesday? It's crazy.
3: Casey, your final thoughts on that guy Emperor was all- Norton the first. That guy was awesome.
4: Pretty he cool, guy. He was
5: yeah. awesome.
4: Yeah. And <laughs> Colonel. Colonel. <laughs> Reverend Colonel. Yeah. Colonel Sir Knight.
3: Yes. Your thoughts on... Emperor Norton the first.
2: Well, the man was just ridiculous. You can't just walk around and give yourself a title and expect people to act accordingly. Hmm. I mean, you gotta earn the title. You That's silly. I mean, who the hell silly. does that? That's, That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's, That's just, just
3: silly. This. All right. Okay.
2: Now, on to.
3: It's very main, nice of the people of San Francisco.
2: On to our main story, Timmy.
3: Oh, God. We got another one of your stories. Uh,
2: Timmy, this is the one. Now, you <laughs> said we were gonna. Uh, this is a, gonna be a three hour said podcast. you we do a script, Timmy. So I wrote my own script here. All right. <laughs> now this guy, Octavio da Silva.
3: All right. When was this? You got to give us dates and things, Colonel. See,
2: you all hung up on the facts. Yes. This happened in in uh, two thousand and fifteen.
3: Okay. What? See, so is... I like
2: to bring uh, people up to date on things.
3: All right. So this is a different story.
2: It's a different story, and it's it's uh,
3: something you researched.
2: Yeah, it's down in Brazil. Now you know people can go crazy over soccer down in Brazil.
3: Yeah, it's football oh, down there. Can now. you get
2: oh, on with Brazil. it? <laughs> so he was a referee at this game. Mm-hmm. All right. His name's Otavia da Silva. All right. Now he's referee in this game, and uh, <clears throat> he gets into it with a player, Jose Abreu. Now he tells Jose he's kicked out of the game. Ozanair, who's kicked out of the game, does not like this. Now he's 30 years old. Now this young man's referee in the game, he's only 20 years old. Okay. He says, screw you, I ain't leaving. I'm just not gonna do it.
3: Give him a red card.
2: They got into a fist fight, Timmy. Okay. But the 20 year old referee, Otavia pulled out a knife, stabbed him in the chest, and people were like, what the fuck? They run him to the hospital. They tried to get him to the hospital, but he died before he could get to the hospital. The
3: player died. The
2: player died. Okay. The fans and the people around, they were really, really unhappy about this whole thing, Timmy. So they rushed the field. They chopped off his head. They cut him into pieces, and they put his head, Timmy, on a stick in the middle of the soccer field in Brazil. Really? Yeah. I ain't lying about it. Uh, Otavia da Silva. When was that? You can
4: look him up. I told you, 2015. Okay. You can fact, it, fact check that at TimScot.com. I,
2: b- I believe
3: you, like. you. Okay, so that's your only story today. Good.
2: Only story? What are you talking about? You know how long I had to
3: research? Uh, all right. All right. You got any <laughs> shout-outs, Colonel? Because we've got to wrap this up.
2: I got some shout-outs. All,
3: all right. I want, Before you start, I want to give a shout-out to Kate, who you obviously left off last time. Kate, I'm sorry about that. And a Shonda, without an R, because I've been mispronouncing her name. Shonda, thank you for
4: listening.
2: I got Shonda on here. Okay. Okay. Steve Miller. We always.
4: Sly like out. an eagle. And his band? Yeah.
2: Uh, we you always, of course, start out with Tasha. I know, hey, Steve.
3: Hi, Tasha, out there in California.
2: Yes. Um,
5: now, we got. Is to- Steve Miller
3: a toker? The joker I don't
5: know I don't make
3: any uh he's a midnight I don't make any assumptions. he plays midnight club. you know that was listed as like one of the worst
4: songs ever I can't stand I don't like Steve Miller.
3: and you know what the other, you know what the number one worst song ever was on the list built this city on rock and roll that, yes. that was one of them yeah but no, the number one was Imagine by John Lennon
5: really yeah I can see that
2: imagine
3: all right no 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 shout outs Colonel we gotta wrap up we gotta we gotta wrap up come on don't do that. Colonel, no, come on. No, I think
2: this is important. No, it's, it's not. not. No. <laughs> all right, we're good.
3: Colonel, shout outs, please. Well,
2: you may say I'm a dreamer, Casey. I'm <laughs> not the only one. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's shout outs. Out. That's Jennifer. right for he got
3: murdered, by the way. Right.
2: <laughs> Sam Hildebrand. Angie Ball, of course, Jennifer and Linda, Missy Dean Horton, Britt and Chris, Celine. Celine. Jeff, my, fellow, uh, my fellow Broncos fan, Jeff Chestnut.
3: Down there in Dominica.
2: Teresa Snaven. Teresa. Tommy
3: Boom Boom. Boomershine. Shonda and Larry. Shonda. Shonda. Did I pronounce that right? Shonda. The
2: Troll But you can give us... They're cool. Us I, like anyway. Shonda, I like both. Shonda, when you hear this... I like Shonda and Larry. They're cool. They are very nice. Uh, the Troll Bridges.
3: Col- you, you just tro- throw tro- them all into one. They're individuals. You could, should take time to recognize each Trowbridge. Bridge.
2: Recognize. Right. I'm recognizing, Timmy. All right. Phyllis Munson, of course. Aaron Wentz and Donna and her her wonderful dog. Of course, we got Brian and Lisa Lawton. Olivia Meyer. Uh, two lovely, lovely young ladies, Bob Fallon and Katja. Um, and another lovely one, of course, Monica.
4: Katja gotcha sounds D- hot. I've not seen her, but that name sounds She's hot. She's very pretty. She's very pretty. Gotcha. She's from, uh, gotcha. Denmark. from Denmark.
2: Denmark, she is a... Lovely lady. Just a beautiful girl. Gotcha. Beautiful <laughs> girl. You know, all of our, the women are yeah, on our we page. Have some, uh, we, we, we have really some do. unbelievably stunning women. But
3: the there. men, man. Hmm? The, but not the men. we
2: got some handsome
3: men on here. Oh, really? Do you find any of them attractive?
2: I find many of
4: them attractive. <laughs> <laughs> he likes their penis. <laughs> Jason back.
2: Mikes, he's, a, he's a handsome boy. Uh, so where'd I leave off here Sandy September Monica D did I get you to Augustina Bridget Clavey Byron Snellings who's a uh, who's a real honest to goodness honest to goodness preacher
3: he is I yeah. forgot yeah um,
2: Denny Mack William Trow Angie Cobes I know how sensitive you are Amber Croup, I watched a little boy wrestle on Facebook this weekend. It was the funniest damn thing he ever Oh, saw. how old is he? Oh, he's gotta be he's maybe seven, six, seven years old. Uh huh. He pinned his little opponent there. Really? Yeah, got up and you can hear him in the background, the, the parents and I think maybe his dad or his grandpa telling him, Now get back over there and shake his hand. Now get back over there and shake the coach, <laughs> shake the referees and the kid keeps. He running was too back. excited.
4: Yeah, he's just too
2: excited. So that was that was a very funny thing. Um, Gina Spillane, of course, Trixie, Stephanie Quick, Sidney and Michael, Jamie Tarantino, who I did not realize Jamie was a female. So I'm sorry about that all this time, Jamie. Uh, all the Jamies I know are, well, we got one here that's a female, I suppose. Laura we O'Reilly, have two of
3: them here are female
2: Get that we Lewis, work with. Uh, Sunstar, and Tara V. Bond. Gene Bond. Lydia, of course. Brandy McBride. Maggie Glover. Jeff Appel. Christine Bourgeois. Mary Ray. And when you say, when you say, hey, Kennedy. Morehead. There we go. Team <laughs> Moorhead. You know,
4: You're like nine day. or something, dude. Yeah, I know.
2: It's just too good. I'm show.
4: sure she's never heard that before. And she no, actually.
2: She
4: hadn't. Oh, my God. She are you kidding even me? been
2: married a year. She said her husband told her that she was going to be made fun of for her last name. And until I said something about her on the show, nobody would ever made fun of her.
3: Oh, my God. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, surprisingly, that he's the first one. That's a real shock.
2: It's Rebecca Montanley. Mike Eisenhower, Daniel Fredrickson, Andy Esparacho, Valerio Bishop, Nancy Palomino. That's not really her last name, but it's as close as I can get. Kim Kamikaze, Jennifer Hawkins, Tara Nee, Lindsay O'Brien, Sunayana, Eddie Rushing, Handler, Sammy James, Jason, already gotcha, uh, Amy Carol Payne, Tyra Jenkins, Steve Miller, of course. Annette Petrie, we hope you're feeling better. Steph Glenn. Um, Nohoy, Of course, Christina Montana. And Maria Barber. Jennifer Potts. Cindy Overstreet Hamilton. Paul Manpilly Mike Arnold. Melissa Lubrano. Brittany Howe. The two Heathers. Heather Poole, Heather Hall. Um, I know I got Maggie Glover already. Now we got some new listeners here, Timmy. Okay. Christina Everly.
3: Marquis Lancaster, thank you for listening. Marquis, um, um he followed Marquee. us on the history read page for a long time. He was like one of our first followers on the history oh, read. Okay. Uh the real, you know, the not the podcast group, but the yeah, real history read. But yeah, we he put
2: real stuff
3: up. Yeah, he he's followed us for a couple of years. Right. So thank you for finally joining the group, Marquis.
2: Dale Mart, um, Josh, Josh Batan, and of course, Lee. You already got her. Mm-hmm. Um, Carleen Madison, David Hill, Jay Colby, Art Shields, Jim Dakota, um, Jen Motes, uh, Megan Teal, which of course I'm going to call you Megan Blue from now on because we're colorblind, I couldn't tell the difference. So Megan, Megan Teal, thank you for listening. Uh, and who else we got? Martin Crussell. Then, of course, we got what I like to call the colonel squad, Timmy. All right. Ladies that have aligned themselves but evil. To, to follow the emperor colonel into the zombie apocalypse. Angie Ball, of course. Uh, Nicola. Sarah Mimosa. Jim Burdick. Karen Barnes. Janet Fitzgerald. Janet, thank you for your service. Happy Veterans Day. I saw a picture of her in a Navy uniform.
3: Yes. Um, Did you say Mary a, Ray, by the way? I got Mary Ray. Okay. Because uh, I, I think she was in the Coast Guard. So Frances Darden. Shannon
2: uh, Ross was in something, wasn't she? Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Thank you to all of our veterans.
2: Jessica Williams. Amanda Bocci Ball. And Shannon Rossett. If I left somebody off. And we got, <clears throat> of course, um, tip, we got to congratulate Tiffany. Her son... Um, It's setting records up there in Michigan. They won another playoff game. I believe they didn't even play the boy in the second half. Bo Bell. I think he had four touchdowns Saturday. They didn't even play him in the second half. He's like Al Bundy. He's going to be at NFL NFL one day. Yes, he will.
3: All right. right,
2: And, of course, we are hoping that Lady Beverly is right now recovering well from her surgery today.
4: You didn't mention Dottie Scott.
2: I'm still doing shout-outs. Oh, I thought you were about done. Shout outs going for like ever. <laughs> and
3: we're just from now, we're just gonna skip topics and just get right to the shout-outs. Uh,
2: gave us this equipment. Um, hopefully this came out sounding pretty good today. The lovely and wonderful Dottie Scott, who is not nearly appreciated by her son the way she should be. All,
3: All right. Nice thank shot. thank you, Mom. Okay, uh, Casey, thank you for joining us. Any final th- words of wisdom? Nope, it's fun to be here.
4: Try to make it back again sometime. Okay, we can't wait. And Brandy, tell us. No, pick- I have
5: no final
2: thoughts. No, I'm keep, just keep on Facebook. Keep the, keep, Facebook. The
4: being, keep the panties coming. All right, <laughs> keep throwing those panties. Yeah, men and women. Cindy
2: Lou. No,
4: men Men can stay.
2: And Cindy Lou, Behavior yourself. So. <laughs> yes, Cindy.
3: I, okay, uh, so we have two Facebook pages. We have History Dweebs Facebook page and History Dweebs the podcast now, you group. You don't
2: have Facebook, but Cindy Lou put uh, had had a funny picture to his wife. Yes, I sent it to his wife. Thought he, was he was a be a roller derby girl.
0: Oh, she'd throw you around.
2: Oh, she. she, she, she I, I believe Cindy's roughly
5: Wait. five, ten, six, What I what I love is I sent it to his wife, and she sends me a thing like, "What well, seriously?
3: Gross." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: so. So
3: I. It was. was Explain what best. it was. It was
4: a meme. Uh, it was
5: a meme and just had some girl with her panties around her ankles because you know. It was a Casey's like a cartoon. So it's like a like panty a I'm, I'm a
4: dropper. Yeah. yeah. I'm a dropper.
5: It, it said,
2: "Did someone say
5: Casey?" <laughs> yeah. My, yeah,
4: my wife showed it to me. It was funny.
5: It was a bad scene. Uh, you can find us on Twitter.
3: Yeah. At History Dreams One.
5: You cannot find us on YouTube
3: because we still don't have a YouTube because channel. Chuck
5: blows. Yes. No, no, we Charlie's have a channel. No, We
3: have a channel. We don't have content. We do have content. Did you ever... Did you Did you give a shout-out to Allie?
2: Allie, You know course. she's
3: going to be pissed off you don't give Allie. her a shout-out. You Hold better on give on her a shout-out. She's going to be pissed off Allie, at you. Allie,
2: the craziest Australian down there...
0: Um.
2: Yes, Ali. All right. You're killing me, Smalls.
4: You're killing me. <laughs> okay. Kill me so Smalls. we're
3: if people you wanted to join our face.
2: Charlie, Ali, you're spending all this time on their, on their, little insight thing.
3: Yeah, their little insight thing. It's got like Whatever. seven Whatever. billion Whatever. followers. But
2: Charlie promised to do our Facebook no, page. She has not no, done no, it. So I doubt that she promised. Charlie, you uh, wait a minute. And as I recall, we tested you to do
5: it.
3: Yes. I got and it, then Charlie said you
5: would do it. No, but we tasked you to do it. I did now, do
2: it. I no, got a picture. You did, there's a picture, there's a no, video of me
5: on there.
4: Mom and dad are fighting yes. again. Yes, you it
5: subcontracted makes, it out. I, I don't now feel safe. They yeah. don't, now that they haven't come through, it is your responsibility to make sure that you get your shit done. Charlie's from Midwest, again. Midwest. people are supposed not. to keep it I hate it when word. they fight.
2: I didn't know that there
4: was I a hate I hate it when mom and dad fight. So then
5: you can find us on... Or fucking slacker that's the problem you can find them on your Facebook Twitter yeah Twitter. let you just lay around here all the time i face- join
3: our Facebook page it's the History Dweebs group it's well, the and History Dweebs
5: iTunes
3: yeah but the, the important thing is to join us on our Facebook page History Dweebs the podcast it's a group where all the people we've mentioned here are on there and uh, we're on there as well and
5: have a better scotch, Chuck. No, you know what? That'll I mean, make it all better. You forgot. No, you're not talking anymore. You forgot the most important part. Oh, turn off you your mic. Have what? You turn the off most important
2: mics. part is, go to iTunes, leave us a review. Please. Please. You a said bunch of new listeners. I just said it. No, you said Are I you recapping for did not say give us a review? I did. Just you don't review hard this hard
3: particular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be kind.
2: Are you recapping <laughs> for me? I'm recapping. Go to iTunes, find History Dweebs, click on our little logo. It'll say reviews, and you just add one right there. It's simple as pie. Timmy figured out how to do it. Wow. You can do it. Then
3: you, anybody can do it. Yeah, all right. Uh, thank you all for joining us, and we'll, hear, we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Good day. Guys. Goodbye.
0: Have a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row?